y'all want to hear a story of um girls yes. bathroom bar culture yes um one time i was out in nashville and it was like the bar was closing. Everyone's getting kicked out. We're all on the street, and this girl is like Everyone's bawling, crying. Out. <laughs> right? It's like it's please like just leave. Regular closing time, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's like it's like please yes, leave. Yeah. The lights are on. All that. And this girl is like bawling, crying outside. And I was like, "What's wrong?" She was like, "My friend is still in there." And I was like, "Leave <laughs> oh. it to me." And so I go to the. She's there's like literally there. bouncers like blocking the doors. I like go under them and I like <laughs> run back in. And I see this girl in the bathroom, you know, just like pass out on the floor, throwing up all oh, this God. stuff. And because she told me her name, I was like, "Are you so and so?" She's like, "Yeah." I was like, "You gotta leave. You gotta get out of here." So I like rescued her and brought her outside. Oh my God! And the bouncer was like pissed. I was like, "I'm sorry." She was gonna die in there, so I had to. I yeah. found more than one girl on the bathroom floor at close when I used to bartend. Oh, and we'd yeah. be everybody would be gone. We'd be closing up, and by the time that all of the like patrons are out of the bar. That's when, like, we would start drinking and, like, just smoking inside of the building or whatever. Like, the party <laughs> begins then. Yes. And this girl, like, emerged from the bathroom. She was like, where am I? It's like, all the lights are on. And then we are blasting, like, our music and, like, cleaning and drinking. And she was like, is this what happens when this place closes? We're like, how are you in here? Get out. Get out. <laughs> Actually, this is a figment of your imagination. You have passed on to the other world. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the fourth dimension. Welcome. Yes, welcome. It's a welcome. bar. <laughs> it's a bar. Kevin is still a bar. It's still a bar. <laughs> okay, but you know what did bite though is that lift prices are Ooh. bananas. It's bonkers. And it like wouldn't even the app was like crashing. And yep. I didn't get home until like two freaking AM. I was trying to get a lift from midnight to two AM. I couldn't get one. And then by the time I got in the car, while I'm sitting in my lift, I had not one, not two, but three different drivers call me and tell me that they were waiting for me and I got charged for missing all of those rides. I was like, I'm sitting, <laughs> yes, I was like, I'm sitting in a lift right now. Like, what the fuck do you want me to do? Like, get right. out of this car and get into another car? Like, also, how is this? And, and I was like, can this, can something be done about this? And he was like, no, they're just going to charge you. I was like, cool. Cool. You can okay. contest that. Yeah. I have been a <laughs> loyal I... customer for Seriously. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty good at angry corporate emails, so. That's what you gotta do these days. In fact, you guys, I had a stroke of luck, which never happens to me, um, this week where I ordered some clothes off of Madewell and they got delivered Mm. and then the package got stolen because of where I live. But also, I shit you not, I was like at home waiting for the package, got the text. I went down there within 15 minutes of it being delivered and it was gone. (laughs) So I was super pissed and I like immediately did my angry email and like got it fully refunded and everything. And then the next day, the package showed up. Oh, refunded and then free clothing. Yeah. And I didn't do it on purpose. So I'm not evil. It was just a happy accident because I'm very proactive. 
Yes. Yeah, my partner <laughs> yes. is really good at angry corporate emails as well. And we would <laughs> it's a great we skill. often order groceries online. And if there is a nick in a box or a <laughs> dent in a can, people absolutely <laughs> complain about it and get the money Lose back. It. But we still eat the foods. So. I was going to say, he exactly. probably has a lot of material because I've done those grocery deliveries before. And it's like, I'm like, okay, one small box of tampon. They're like, oh, I bought you a gallon size box of Supermax tampons. I'm like, that is not what I said. I, no. <laughs> it's like everything that you asked for, but just like slightly wrong. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, can I go get my coffee real quick? I totally listen. Oh, no. please. I have my iced it's, coffee going. It's really yes. important. Tie right. yourself um, to your chair right now. Right, take this forever. Strap in. <laughs> Strap it. Strap it. It's like when Carly... Dude. Um, strapped me into the Titan, so I couldn't. That's leave. right, against your but will. Best decision of your life. Yeah. My... Sometimes it's important to violate people's consent. <clears throat> exactly. Wow, that was so speedy. That was very speedy. It's a one-bedroom apartment, you know. <laughs> Doesn't take long. <laughs> NYC, <laughs> baby. Yes. yes <laughs> Y'all, I also speaking of coffee, mm. um, kind of realized that I've for like the last few years been drinking cold brew concentrate. So you're a crackhead is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, I literally live inside of a gutter now. You're like, that's why I can't sleep. But like, I can't, like, now it's just regular yeah. coffee. Carly, it's cranberry juice cocktail. It's all sugar. <laughs> um, and seven maraschino cherries with a twist. So that's still going on. So Delish. that's still going on. Uh, well, guys, we have one fact check. It's not really a fact check. It's just more of an explanation of whoa, a really whoa, fun. Whoa, whoa, Hold your what? horses, man, man, man. Oh, who are we? Who am I? Who are Who do you, you think you are? Who do you think you are? I'm Carly. And I'm Monica. And this is... This is Texas, Texas Forever. <laughs> plus J. Plus J. <laughs> He's now officially co-host. Welcome. Welcome. Um, yeah. And then just baby housekeeping, as you guys oh, all yes. already know, yes. we have our stickers up on our website. Mm -hmm. um, buying stickers helps support the show and is um, going to help us make more merch, which is going to be coming soon. A lot of really exciting stuff for you guys. So head on over to txforeverpod.com slash yes. shop. I'm quite literally Get going right stickers. now because I want a freaking sticker. Oh, a my gosh. A live Jay. endorsement. Literally amazing. What a guy. I'm playing my first show here next weekend and it's a so far show. And they were like, bring, you know, merch if you have it. I don't have any Monica Moser merch. So I'm bringing TX Forever merch. Had <laughs> a girl. Please do. It'll be I like an adjacent stickers thing. stickers with me last night when I went out and did a social. Oh, yeah. Actually, just, I did meet a lot did of people. A social. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often for me. All yeah, right, right. But when I do it, I stay out until 2 a.m. Oh, yeah. When you do it, really you do thrilled it. about this morning. <laughs> this is the first Sunday morning I did not run, which is like oh, a big deal. That's true. But we I, also had this and yeah. that will change next week. There like were normal excuses over. as well. But I definitely like if I had not gone out, I could have gotten up at, at five yeah. and done my run. Which well, I, I did just not last go week out. texted Monica how important my Sunday runs are to me. And then this morning I'm like hungover. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gave you permission to not do it by yes, booking this. Exactly. And I did not go out and went to bed at like 1030 and still couldn't get out of bed till nine. So yeah. it's fine. You know what? That, that, that like is strangely reassuring. You know, the There's weekend some... it's like, no, don't get up. You can't get up. You're not allowed yeah, to. Yeah, I know. But my anxiety wakes me up like right on the dot, 6 a.m. Yeah, I had so. some... Uh, sleep paralysis this morning which was super fun Ooh, yeah do you get that a lot um every now and then it's oh. horrendous how long yeah. 
Not sometimes it can last. Well, I have no idea how long it lasts, but sometimes it feels longer it's like than three others. lifetimes. But it's like, yeah, you have to like wake yourself up, and it's horrible. Did you guys see the BuzzFeed article about how Megan Fox did a DMT trip with Machine Gun Kelly and entered another universe? What? What's a DMT trip? Uh, it's like a hallucinogen, super hallucinogenic drug, but it's like very mm. time warping. So a lot of people say that when you, it's also a chemical that your body makes naturally, and it. When you die, your body immediately puts out a bunch of DMT. So we kind of think that death, we as in me and all the other scientists, <laughs> kind of think that death like might just be a really great drug trip. Whoa. Um, Crazy. Yeah, so heaven I'm, is either a bar or a drug trip. Right. Yeah. You guys decide. Choose and your own adventure. Either way, it's going to be depraved. <laughs> Jay, do you do you like Machine Gun Kelly? Do you get him? Because I don't get him. Do you him. get him? I don't get him. Just- uh, I can't say that I'm very well educated on Mr. <laughs> On Mr. Machine. Mr. Machine. <laughs> I'm not either, but I feel like I I tried what to listen to him he? one time. Is he a musician? Yeah, he's a musician. He performed on SNL mm. and people are obsessed and I do not I think he's really bad. Like I don't I don't understand. He's scary looking to me. MGK. What do you know? I feel like IDK MGK. DMT. I feel like he DMT. Yeah. DMT. <laughs> DMV. Renew your driver's license. I need to. <laughs> Before we officially intro Jay, who already introduced himself, so he's here. He's he's with us. <laughs> he popped in. He popped in. We're going to... It's not really a fact check. It's more of an explanation of just a fun little squab goals thing that came out of last I just uh, I didn't episode. want the squab conversation to be over quite yet, so I thought we'd dive in one more time. Exactly. Um, so Tim eats a squab in the <laughs> previous episode at a fancy dinner, not knowing it's pigeon. Um, but what is a squab... Officially, Carly, why don't you why don't you educate us on squabby squabs? My pleasure. All right, y'all. I pulled this from the good old Wikipedia. Mm, mm. Um, squab is the culinary term for a young pigeon, usually around four weeks old, that is mm. raised for eating. Squab <laughs> has been eaten in Europe, so they're not like street pigeons, like sky rats. Right, Sounds right, like right. they are farmed. Okay. Squab has been eaten in Europe and Africa for centuries. Pigeon is easy to raise and breed, but does not take well to mass production te- techniques. What does that mean? Like <laughs> they God. tried it and the pigeons like took them over or something. They're like, oh, they don't take well to this. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to make a Chick-fil-A, like a squab filet. <laughs> squab filet. And it didn't work. Uh, squab is often compared to dark meat chicken or duck since the meat is dark with fatty skin. It's often cooked medium rare or medium well, um, which... Tim ordered it rare, which is disgusting. Yes. Um, but like it's it kind of like sounds good. Yeah. Like what I I, I, I might eat a squab. I I would really eat anything. I don't think there's anything I wouldn't try. I know, I agree. I think it depends on the restaurant, TBH. Like if I'm going to a five-star mm. moment and they've got squab, I'll be like, all right, I'm gonna mix with this. But yeah. if we're <laughs> but like not a, a Denny's. Yeah, not a Denny's. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. yeah, it is very rare that I come across something that I'm like. I'm not eating this. Yeah. Moons yes. over my squabby is not going to be happening for me. <laughs> yeah. One Wait, guys, what's was... the most exotic or weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Okay, that's what I was about to say. Well, I don't think it was like exotic, but one of the very few times where I was like, I think this might kill me. I'm not going to eat it. <laughs> um, was in Guatemala when I was with my friend Jenny and we were, I don't remember what part of that trip that was like a month long in Central America. And I don't remember 
which jungle we were in, but we were on a bus in a jungle, okay. which was a lot of that trip. Um, <laughs> and they pulled over literally like we'd been driving through the jungle for four or five hours without seeing other humans, except for the humans that live in the jungle and just walk around with machetes. And then we just pull over at a, ga- at a gas station like that's just solitary in the jungle. And we're like, okay. And they're like, okay, everybody, one hour, get food. And we're like, here? <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. And I ordered the cheeseburger and I don't think I'll ever be able to know what substance it was. Yeah. But there, it was also like layers of ham or spam, maybe like they called mm. it a hamburger. Like they were confused about what it, what it, they didn't even know what, what it, it was. Is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they were like, really, they were trying. They're like, we're in the jungle. We think that Americans eat these. It's like squab and then some cheese, I think. Mm. And then mm-hmm. a bun. <laughs> but it was like green it was it was very disgusting it was your quintessential like you look at it and you're like i think that that would do me in Mm, yeah delish jay what about you i'm racking my brain but i feel it was like a chocolate covered cricket at some like random oh yeah cricket's mine really yes (gasps) you cricket eaters it wasn't chocolate covered but it was a cricket yeah (laughs) i do remember um a friend of mine monica do you remember the brantley's Oh, yeah. Um, they went on some trip when we were younger. And I remember them coming to St. Andrews, the church that Monica and I met at. Um, and they had brought all these like weird, those weird candies of like um, a sucker with a fly in it or right. like a chocolate covered cricket. <laughs> but but there were like um, f- fish or like gold fish. And a sucker? She <laughs> ate a fish. I think it was like in chocolate or something. It was a fish. Yeah, it was really gross. We just got two new kittens, and they're the cutest things in the world, and I'm oh. obsessed with them. And Can they also be guests? Oh, they might be. <laughs> we need, I we need new buddies. Them. I think they're <laughs> snuggling with my partner as he watches a horror oh. film on his oh. headphones. Love that be incredible. That's, he's in a happy place. <laughs> yes. We bought them these treats that are like freeze-dried minnows, which I used to use minnows to catch fish when right. I was like going fishing with my dad, and so they're like right. tiny little freeze-dried fish, and Another they're kind treat. of fun and terrifying, but. I mean, they have a full-blown, actual... Like, straight fish. Straight-up like fish. The, like, shape. Like, like you sh- can tell what it is. You can tell that it's a minnow. <laughs> I wish y'all could see this hand gestures right now. He's like That's the perfect hand wrist, gesture like to make for a minnow. A, yeah, you're like, this is a minnow. <laughs> wrist flick. Uh, yeah, my, um, my cricket was in Cambodia, and it was just my like... Cricket. My my cricket. And it was just, it was exactly the shape of a cricket. It was like, I don't even think they did anything. Like, it was just a dead cricket. It was delicious. Yeah. It was gross. And I wouldn't recommend. Yeah. Jiminy. (laughs) Jiminy. What's the cricket's name in Mulan? That's the cutest cricket. I don't think he has a name. I don't think he does. Because he doesn't talk. Oh, he and he writes the little note the with his little feet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, the cricket is the unsung hero of Milan. It's true. He like saves literally everybody's life. He's literally oh. unsung. He doesn't speak. He's the lucky I, cricket. Got grandma <laughs> across the street. Yes. I was about to say her energy as she just holds that cricket and walks right across the street is like mm. exactly how I feel about all of life right now. I'm like then, that, then that, add, that that's it right there. That then vibe. Add a cricket just for luck, and even you can't blow it. <laughs> Exactly. Words to live by. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> um, but yes, anywho, I hope y'all enjoyed our just redive real quick into yes. the history of squab. Of the squab. And if I shall, the definition of a squab goal, squab goals is your group of friends that listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. That's your squab goals. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But guys, 
Guess who's back? Guess who's back? back, back it back is J. Armstrong Johnson. Hey. And he's back. <laughs> but I want to play the buddy intro while we do his. Cause I thought you were he, like struggling to get on beat for a second. I was right, like, you're is like, she going to wrap the whole he's, intro? He's back. And uh, no, I would just like, I would like to do a little of this. Jay has appeared at Carnegie Hall, Lincoln Center, where he starred opposite Emma Thompson and Audrey McDonald in Sweeney Todd, Radio City Music Hall, New York City Center, the Kennedy Center, and the Hollywood Bowl. His Broadway credits include Hair, Catch Me If You Can, Hands on a Hard Body, Phantom, and the celebrated revival of On the Town. He is also known to audiences worldwide as genius hacker Will Olson on ABC's Quantico. Welcome back, our buddy Jay. What an intro. I am super, super happy to be back. And actually, after spending an entire month in Texas as yes. the artistic director of the new June Arts Performing Camp. We got to hear about yes. it. At Kids yes. Who Care. Um, I was feeling my Texas vibes. So revisiting Hell this yes. episode um, of Friday Night Lights gave me all the feels. Yes. yes. Okay, wait, I, I have one question about the summer program. Yes. Do the kids still care? Mm. They really do, in a twist yeah. of events. Yeah. In a true twist of events. <laughs> no one t- saw it coming. <laughs> and it turns out they care even more if you give them programming that they've never had before. So oh. Amanda Williams-Ware, who Monica knows oh. very well. Yes, she so talented. was the brains behind the operation. Um, oh. And we learned about acting for the camera, and we shot camp-wide ah. music videos, as well what? as learning to perform It was a wild, uh, Can wild I go camp. next year? Yeah, I, know. I know I'm 27, I mean, but... Hey, come on in. <laughs> right? We'll bring you in. We'll do some things. And yes, Alice, I could still pass as a 15-year-old. Allison Robinson <laughs> totally. and her partner taught a songwriting class as well, and I mean, it was... My gosh, fun. It was a very cool, cool camp, and it was great to be back oh. in hot-ass Texas. Yeah, right? it's I was gonna say, but like just picturing the heat radiating off, radiating off the concrete at the Will Rogers, like what's it called? That, oh, that the Scott theater, theater, the Scott Theater. Like mm. I can so vividly picture walking in there on summer morning. Oh, yes. for sure. We shot one of our music videos across the street um, at what what museum? Oh, at the aim, not the aim. Uh, the, the modern, I thought is right over yeah, the or, modern no, or the, the Kimball. The Kimball. They're all they're all over they're there. All okay, right yeah. there. All there. The Kimball the is district. the one with all the like marble outside like yes. stuff. Yes, but it was a ninety-eight degree day, and we had the kids <sighs> doing "Song of Purple Summer." From Spring Awakening. From Spring Awakening. Oh my gosh. And it was, I mean, it was beautiful and they did a gorgeous job, but it was like the hottest day of the camp. We're like, oh, great. The, the hottest day we have to shoot this outdoors for three hours, but. Oh my gosh. It was fun. I remember the cutest moment. Um, our theater, uh, our middle school theater director in, in at Trinity Valley, Miss Anna Carlson, the beloved. Oh, um, she, she did a shake. Like peak drama She's, teacher vibes. Yes. Mm. Just incredible. And she, they did a Shakespeare camp every summer and I was like kind of working it, but also like playing guitar and, and I don't know, it was one of those. And it, it was, was one of, it was one of those. Where I was but, just there, but no one asked me to be. Exactly. <laughs> and it was a really, really hot day in particular. And she kind of pulled me aside. She's like, I think, you know what we should do? And I'm thinking, she's like, we should go home or like, we're going to rehearse indoors. She was like, I think I'm going to order a bunch of Sonic slushies and then we're going to have a water balloon fight. Ooh, <laughs> it's like, okay, that sounds great. amazing though. That is the logical solution to it being too hot <laughs> at a theater camp. 
Oh, in my head, I was like, Sonic. we're going to fill the water balloons with slushies. <laughs> with the slushies. That's exactly <laughs> where my head went. Great. No, no, no dual purpose. The slushies yes. are to drink. The water balloons are to stay cold. Great. <laughs> we're not getting sticky water playing exactly. water balloon pipe. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Wait, that sounds amazing. Yes. Oh, I would kill for a Sonic slushie right now. I was now. about to say, oh, should I get a Sonic after this? We? I might. Let's stay on Zoom and go to uh, we'll Sonic. We'll all go together. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, actually, Jade, that might be difficult for you. It would be a little difficult for me. <laughs> but you don't have a Sonic uh, right on the corner? The Sonic drive through I don't believe that we do. Maybe one in Jersey, perhaps? You know what? I like most of them now, most of the Sonics now have an actual drive through Do you feel like that's right. sacrilegious? It is a bit sacrilegious to me. I think mm-hmm. it is too. But, uh, I feel so like it's violating. Like I would never drive through it because I would just feel Are the car allowed to roller skate any longer? I've, I've oh, yes, I think so. Are they? Because okay, I feel like there's some like, maybe some... <laughs> Some, like, some legal issues. issues with, like, car hops not yeah. actually being able to skate my and My sister, oh my gosh, if we're going to do Sonic, maybe next episode for our fact check, I'll have my sister do a voice memo. She was a Sonic car hop. She was. In, so was like, my sister. high school in Texas. Oh. Yes, classic yeah. sister job. Um, but she did not know how to roller skate and roller skated and, like, <laughs> speaks to its terrors all of the time. Yeah, I, I mean, can't imagine anything just, more miserable. How could you carry I, like I five Route 44s to like a SUV full of people and then also skate while you're doing yeah. I mean, it's just And like, she weighs like 80 pounds. <laughs> She's sure. like tiny. Which one um, did I, your sister work at? The one uh, right off of Brian Irvin. Sweet. Mine was on... Like Camp, by the Target. Camp Bowie, like right before, like if you're... Ooh, I know. West, it's like right before Las Vegas Trail. Yes, 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 yes. yes. That one. That's a great one. Oh, I did it. Uh, my ex though was a hockey player. I mean, he's still alive. I didn't kill him. He's still a hockey player. <laughs> he was. <a> hockey player. <laughs> he was. He is no longer. I wish. relevant. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but he was a Sonic bar hop, and like the whole hockey team worked at the Sonic, and so they were on rollerblades. But they were all like crazy good on rollerblades, and so he said that they would like do all these crazy moves and that they would get all of these tips and that they just ruled this Colorado Sonic like the hockey team and that is how you do it and I was like that's kind of cute I mean you really need like professionals to do that it's a really difficult skill that shouldn't barely carry the trays when I worked in a restaurant on foot on foot yes on foot you could even shave the ice with your skates to then make your slushie oh my gosh (laughs) wow Wow. wow. You wow, like wow, wow, bend wow. down and scoop up the like shaved right. ice. Fresh, the fresh ice. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, guys, this is season three, episode three. How the other half, how the other half lives. I did Ooh, that for you. That's fun. <laughs> Y'all, I realized Thoroughly Modern Millie was not on my Broadway playlist till yesterday. You've always loved Thoroughly Modern Millie. I know. And so I'm glad that this episode reminded me of that. So thank God. Well, I actually have a fun fact about that. Well, it's not that fun, but it's a fact about the episode title in my film section. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Well, guys, I have a promo for us to hear. Yes. Yes. I also don't pre-screen these, so they could be horrible, but I think there's one for like every season. I mean, every episode of this season. So that's fun. Where are you finding them? There you go. YouTube. That is not my quarterback. You are my quarterback. You understand that? Next week on an all new Friday Night Lights. See, we got a little bit of money and I'd like to get some of that away. I will never ask you for anything else ever again, so help me God. I've done everything I was supposed to do. That's what makes you a man. The son I raised is a man. Next week, all new, commercial free, only on the 101 Network, only on DirecTV. I will say this every week when we play the promos, I miss narrators. 
Same. So much. So much. Although I didn't enjoy it. Um, Monica, should you tell everybody what I did when I was watching Dr. Death, speaking of narrations? (laughs) So as y'all know, Carly is a boomer. And she... (laughs) A boomer and a stoner. A boomer boomer. and a stoner. (laughs) Yes. She's a boomer. She's a stoner. We'll write the rest later, guys. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, so Carly and I were texting on Friday about, you know, God, what are we going to watch tonight <laughs> for our Friday yeah. night? Hangs. Typical Friday night. Typical Carly boring Monica. Friday. Yes. <laughs> and she was like, Dr. Death is on Peacock now. Now there's a series about the podcast or based on the podcast, based on the true story. And she was like, I'm, shout I'm, out Dallas. Exactly. Shout out Dallas for, for having a murder. Being horrible. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> for not keeping him accountable. <laughs> um, but she was like, yeah, I'm going to check it out on Peacock tonight. So I was like, okay, great. So I'm watching, I finished season two of Succession finally. And it Wee-woo. was amazing because season three is coming in the fall. But all that is to say, um, she was like, it's kind of weird. Um, they're like kind of, it's, I, I think it's like kind of the podcast too. Like they're like talking about what's happening as it's unfolding. I was like, there's a weird narrator. It's, it's a like weird everything narrator. That, he's like, oh, this man like opens the door to see a white man standing in front of him. Like strange narration. Strange narration. She's like, it's kind of unnecessary. Maybe they're trying to be like the podcast. Yeah. And, and then I she was, was like a little stoned. So and she was a little stoned. Confused. And then she said, Oh, I have the like the thing for, for people that are visually impaired on. Which I watched for For like Oh, nearly an hour. An hour. <laughs> of them narrating every human on screen's action. And I was like, this is a strange way to like adapt the podcast yes. visually. <laughs> Well, it's like when <laughs> it's like when Mallory and I watched uh, the Lemonade film, Beyonce, um, oh. for the first time. Ugh, amazing. We we when I lived in the big house in the big house in Nashville, anytime a boy moved in, we made him watch Lemonade with us, like do an <laughs> official viewing. Right. Well, they would yeah. become cultured and, right. and all that. And we're watching Required it. We have like thinking. a headphone splitter or something. And it's been going on for a good like 10 minutes. And Mal's just kind of like sitting there and then she's just like is there sound on your end? Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> she just thought it was like a silent visual thing for like five whole minutes. Wait, Monica, do you remember how we would always think that the TV was broken when we watched The Notebook because the intro sequence doesn't have any music in it, but you, it looks like it should. The guy that's like just rowing the boat quietly. No, it does it, have. It's main title. I listen to it all the time. So your TV was broken, Carla. So maybe the TV was broken. <laughs> yeah, because it's a beautiful theme song that I still listen to to this day. Well, now I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, now let's let's get it going because that was really embarrassing for Carly. Um, that was so <laughs> sorry. Bye. <laughs> sorry. Bye. This episode came out October fifteenth, two thousand eight. And the IMDb synopsis is Coach Taylor feels pressured when the boosters corner him at the annual barbecue. Tim gets pressured from his brother about helping him score some extra cash to pay for his impending wedding while getting pressured at the same time from Lila to try and turn his life around. Dot, dot, dot. And her father isn't any help either. Julie and Matt continue to bond while Smash's future gets offered an option. Okay, that was actually pretty solid. Not too bad, movie dude. Yeah, good job. That's all right. Little editorializing. That's okay. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> he is accurate about Coach getting cornered. I thought that they That's were true. gonna like eat him for dinner. Yeah, Seriously. That billion that scene. Room. Yes, very <laughs> mob. 
Very mob. Very mob mob. vibes. Mob vibes. Yes. Creepy Joe's face when he's talking about JD. Yeah, I'm scared of him. That family is terrifying. I mean, terrifying. In episode one with the whiskey and the cigars. Yes. We love that scene though. Ice cream truck. I was like, oh, they are trying (laughs) hard. We moved out the white ballast for you, Coach Taylor. (laughs) I was going to say, are the McCoys the most Texas thing about this season so far? For sure. Texas money through and through. Oil money, probably. Yes. Big time. Well, let's do Texas things. Let's do Texas things because my first one is Katie McCoy. Just everything about her. Um, yep, literally, Katie Monica, McCoy. my first note is J.D.'s mom, Katie McCoy. <laughs> yep. She I mean, is so good, that actress. She Damn. is amazing. I have um, a little, oh, some good. notes about her in my film section. Um, she's awesome. I She was my favorite part of this episode. Spoiler Same. alert. Yeah. She is so damn likable. Yeah. Your quintessential Southern Belle. Yes. Just playing that good, good to get what she wants. Yes. yes. Like, she's, like, so many moms that we knew growing up. 100%. And not in a bad way. Just, like, they just nailed the the demographic. <laughs> yes. Like, they nailed literally everything. Yeah. Yes. And her, like, desire to do fundraising as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For sure. <laughs> that desire. I've always said I'm so grateful that I, I have my New York moms and my Texas moms because they're both, <laughs> yeah. like, so much, but in so different ways. Totally. <laughs> that is... Right? The best dichotomy. <laughs> yes. So intense. So different. <laughs> yes. 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 So good. Um, so let's see what other Texas things. Yes. Oh, I at the beginning, uh, Tim ordering the Bronco steak. <laughs> oh yes, I didn't put Billy's that down, like, why do you have to get the Bronco steak? That's it's like, like a thirty dollars steak. <laughs> Tim's like, I'm. He's like, I'm a big boy. You can't get much better, bigger than Texas than steak. You know. Yeah, I might make That's steak true. tonight. <sighs> might do be it. steak night. Do steak it. Night. Steak night. I deserve it. For going out last night. (laughs) For being social. (laughs) Soak up all of that fun alcohol. Exactly. Yes. Y'all, the day after my 4th of July party, it was, I, it was one of those, you know, when you host a party, like you kind of forget to eat. And then I made margaritas that were really acidic and I just felt awful the next (laughs) day. I'm like 55 years old. The ass, you know. <laughs> but I just was really like, acidic margaritas before the July. It is lime, so that's right. <laughs> it is. It, it is a lime. Yeah. I don't know. I it, well, whatever. But I was just horizontal the whole day and just ordered Torchy's tacos, like a big order that I just mm. ate on throughout the whole day. Like didn't eat anything else. Just like yeah. continued to eat it. Delicious. Since I like started drinking again, I've done like two true like nights out and yes. have been wickedly reminded that the last time I drank, I was the like 24. Talented. <laughs> but like I didn't drink for so long that I was like actually younger and healthier last time I drank. Right. And I was like, oh, I'm it like literally 20. Now. I'm like two years older now. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. Both times I've gone out, I've been like fully knocked out the next day. When he gets your 30s, kids. I can't wait. I might have to just cut it out completely. I know. I'm like, should I just go back to not drinking? It'll be a little embarrassing to tell people, but I might just do it. I'm like, wait, never mind. Which, Carly, that's kind of housekeeping. That's kind of housekeeping. You've started drinking again a little bit. Yeah. So don't be worried about me if you see a beer in my Snapchat. Some people have messaged me. They're like, are you okay? Right. No, it's okay. I'm just drinking like socially again. Yeah, it made me really excited. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Most of my friends were a little aggressively excited. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, well, 
And they're like, oh, come take shots. You're drinking again. Come on. And I'm like, Like, no, 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 no. no. Just do it a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Picture me like a 15-year-old girl who can only drink Bacardi. That's what I am at. That's where I'm at right now. (laughs) I went out for like, yeah, stay stay in that lane. (laughs) I wish I'd never left, honestly. I know. (laughs) I went out for the first time of like a few months ago, or like for the first time in a while. And we all were like, (laughs) tequila shots. And they were like, I swear there were doubles. They were like this big. And we were all like... I put mine back on the bar unfinished. I was like, I can't even like sip on that. I can't do it. That's a, I will say the one benefit of drinking <sighs> when you're older is that like, there's so much less pressure to like actually do the drink. Like yes. sometimes I'll just be like, you know what? I don't want to I don't finish this do beer and I'm just going to leave it on the, yeah. And <laughs> no one is to. making me. <laughs> exactly. True, true. Uh, Anywho. There, so there was a pic of a, there was a picture of a longhorn on the coach Taylor's, on the Taylor's fridge. So that oh, was another. It was very nice. subtle, but I saw. I did see that some yeah. little blue bonnets in there and such. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I'm getting a um, sneak peek. I'm getting a little blue bonnet tattoo. Ooh. Yeah. Yes, well, I have to go Texas in and fix forever. what what happened uh, on that <laughs> island. <laughs> so I figured I might get my. It's, blue it's a Mexican symbol it's meaning a Mexican wasted. drinking wham. <laughs> Y'all, I have an infected tattoo right now. It's going well. <laughs> so my re-entering into the drinking world so far is going great. Yeah, Carly. <laughs> this Those were choice. the two nights that I went out. <laughs> okay, but the tattoo booking was made. The appointment was made when sober. sober. I just yes. attended the appointment drunk. <laughs> which I was like, I yeah, that's like, usually the reverse. Yeah, right. I would have like been a little more aggressive about my creative influence. I was just like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't. Oh, man. It was not fun. And the face Narrator. tattoo happened was at the fun. same time. Or? Yeah. No. This was just the guy that lives in my alleyway, and he Great. had some extra mm. needles, so he oh, gave sure. me that little face. How lucky for you. That. Yeah, I know, right? Happenstance. <laughs> like that the Parks episode where Ben and Leslie go to get tattoos. Oh they go, he's like, "This is a pawn shop." And he's like, "But yeah, I can do that." <laughs> Wait, what does Leslie say she wants? She's like, She's "I like, want, uh, I want an image of Hillary Clinton, but in her eyes is going to be like RGB, Kamala like Harris RBG, or, and like, yeah. and her eyes will be." And then she goes, "Actually, no, just write Ben." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss my Parks. Um, oh, that's good. Okay, yes. one of my other Texas things. Oh, was just. I mean, also the whole McCoy house, like yes. that big mansion, like the style that it was in, that could have been Mira Vista in Fort Worth. Like, Mira Vista, that's what I thought of. Yep. It was very, I don't know, maybe it's just like the big stone bricks, uh, but just like stylistically, that's what Rich yes. House And kind of being like, like up Texas. on a hill. Right. And I like know. nothing else around, just like grass, flat. Yes, <laughs> flat. Uh, um, the, the dream, actually. Yeah, the dream. <laughs> Oil rig right there in, in the yard. Right, that's what I want, y'all. Which, by the way, that's not even a joke. Y'all, that's a thing in Texas. People just have, like, those rigs on their on their yards, in their yards. That's what Those Tim rigs. And- those Tim rigs. <laughs> those Timmy, Timmy rig rigs. Um, but also just the inside <laughs> of their house. Like, the yeah. um, all the game on the walls and everything. Um, yes, yes, yes. Hunting yes. trophies and then other trophies. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I said the, the the bluegrass band, obviously, at the barbecue. Oh, yes. yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I also just put, in general, 20 racks of ribs. <laughs> yes. Jay, do you have feelings about bluegrass? Like, good feelings, bad feelings? You made a really big sigh. <laughs> I have great feelings about it, actually. Yeah. Um, you know. I do, too. Dolly, which she's not very Texas. Mm. She's very Tennessee, but. Yeah. True. She's the other kind of Southern. For sure. And what's that band? God, Amanda Williams. 
introduced me to them not long ago, and here we are. We're on a podcast, and I don't have that. Ed Helms is in a bluegrass you. band. There you go. Yeah. Is it that one? I'm actually. <laughs> is it do, that? <laughs> I'm actually doing um, a all country music set solo concert at 54 Below on my birthday this year. Yes. What? That's amazing. So cool. Well, so we can't excited. wait to come. We'll fly in. Yeah, we'll be there. the invite. September 1st. We'll be there. Feinstein's 54 Below. I'm going to wear my J. Armstrong mm. t-shirt. Do it. I have, I have a bunch. <laughs> I have one. Oh, <laughs> Who's making money off of that? Cause <laughs> uh, me, I'm creating and selling them just great. so you know. Yeah. You, um, you've been officially served Carly. Just my <laughs> lawyer right, will is, be I'll have you. my people talk to your people. Great. Great. We're already in litigation with shattered glass podcasts that took our band name. So that's true. That's true. Put it on the tap. How dare they? Mm. Yeah. It's really rude of Chris and Bell. When I specifically asked her, asked her not, not to. Not to. <laughs> Okay, my final Texas note is the cicadas when Tim comes by to apologize to Lila. Ooh, I didn't get that one, but that is on point. Yes, Cicadas, man. Freaked me out as a child. They are freaky as hell. They're like birds. I don't think I've ever seen one. I just hear them, and I love the sound. They're huge. They're like giant cockroaches, kind of. I remember like a a very like straight, scary guy in high school like found one and put it in his mouth and like spit it at someone else at school. I've just read it. Just like, it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> Toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. Just It'll make you do a lot of things like eat cicadas. Spitting cicadas. Spitting cicadas. <laughs> just That's chewing my disgusting. cicada. Ugh. Uh, I did watch recently this really cute video about this dog that won't stop eating cicadas and it like makes it th- himself throw up like every single day. And it's just this woman, she just keeps running into her yard being like, Chauncey, no! <laughs> it's like on another giant cicada. It's like a little hot wiener dog. <laughs> oh. And ensues vomiting. Yeah, wow. and then there'll just be a video where she zooms in. She's like, there's Shanti out there vomiting again. Cicadas. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat cicadas. Oh, God. Don't no. eat cicadas, guys. Y'all, we have a total Dwight at my office. He, like, he listens to podcasts about aliens like he's like probably Battlestar Galactic is his favorite show but just like everything he does is so Dwight and then it was officially confirmed this week because he was like guys I I see this weird bug outside I can't tell what it what it is and then he like brought it in we're all eating lunch and like puts it on the table and we're like can you not (laughs) I would like like it off my desk turkey (laughs) I would like it off my desk (laughs) Uh, one of the best office episodes of all time yes What's one to do with just or what does he say? It's like saves money on an expensive um, can of goose, goose grease. <laughs> when when? Um, I think that was all of my Texas things. Me too. Those are some pretty good Texas things. Jay, what was the yeah. most Texasy to you? Yeah. Um, I was gonna say the mansion as well, just because I know yeah. that house. Because you called it a house at first, and I was like, that was no house. <laughs> That was some oil, money, Baby, mansion uh-uh. realness. Yes. So that really That's did stick out. Dirty yeah, blood money. It really yo. did. It really did. And it did. also just Even like, like thinking, the driveway. Like the driveway. Yeah. Pull around yes. driveway. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Makes it like a carpool. We love our roundabout driveways in Tejas. Yes. So you can like hire some company to come in and do the, what do you call that? Right. When people park your cars for you. I, the valet. valet. <laughs> valet. That's what it is. Oh, speaking of the valet, I loved this little bridesmaids moment. The valet. Shit, that's fresh. Oh, shit, that's fresh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay. Well, Carly, you want to Sh- film it up? Yeah. All right. Let me crank up the machine here so we can review that. June, don't need She's really thinking about working. 
Welcome to my film corner. Great to be here. Um, Okay, so a couple little tidbits for today. We have a new director. This episode was directed Mm. by Dean White. I think that he maybe, I didn't check, sorry, but I think that he's done one or two episodes before, maybe in season one or early season two. Um, But he is known for directing a good amount of episodes from Once Upon a Time and the old um, Pushing Daisies, which is a show I used to love. Um, And he's done a couple other, like an episode here and there of Pretty Little Liars, um, and just a couple of little little things. Um, Who's the main so, actor in Pushing Daisies again? That really I can't handsome remember. Man. It's like one of those shows I watched when I was young enough to where like I really just remember like what it looked like on TV. Right. But yes. I don't remember like the show. <laughs> I'll look it up while you talk. I just know okay. that Twitter thirsts over him every day. Oh. They're, oh, Lee Pace. Mm. He's just like one of those under- underrated Andy. like they're like. Just if you forgot, Lee Pace is super hot. Like, that's that's a Twitter thing. <laughs> I saw Lee Pace in Angels in America, the latest revival on Broadway, and he oh. was, in my opinion, the worst part of that play, <gasps> if no. I'm being completely honest. Lee, no. I think he just misunderstood the assignment. He was, he <laughs> yeah. was, but he was really, he was on stage with a lot of, like, brilliant British actors, so I was like, sorry, bro. Although oh, it's shit, like, he yeah. is hot. Angels in America played mostly by British people, and they really didn't get the accents of, like, you know, oh, the, he's in the Lord mid- of the Rings. Yeah, he's, he's a pretty big deal. What I know him from. Dang. Do you think it was saucy. like you think it was the the stage aspect versus the screen, or do you think he's maybe just bad? I don't overall? know because he, he played the character in Angels in America, and I'm forgetting the name of the Look character. How beautiful he is. Like, yeah, I'm oh, telling you, he's really hot. He, I think yeah. he actually got naked in Angels in America, so we thank him for that. Oh, <laughs> check the internet. <laughs> Oh, we'll fact check that um, right. later <laughs> tonight. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Monica and I are very anti-porn. We can't fact check it. We Our are. Our listeners will have to. That's true. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> just kidding, guys. We're just scared of it. We're just scared. <laughs> We're scared. We're scared. Um, okay, back to my film corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of my favorite moments of the episode was the sound editing in that silent moment during the football game. Agreed. I thought it was awesome. awesome. They did a great job. And it wasn't like... I don't think we've seen that too, right? They've done one or two like little moments where there's like a Hail Mary or something and the crowd quiets as the ball flies through the air. Yeah. But this was different with the isolated breathing. Yes. Um, and I really liked it. It wasn't so simply done as to where it's just him like <laughs> crossing the finish line. Yeah. Like it had a pace to it and there was like a little bit of storytelling in the way that they did it. And so I just wanted to shout out that little like very creative moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. And then, okay, so uh, I always forget her first name. Uh, Katie, Katie McCoy. Yes. Um, is played by Janine Turner, who is yes, a queen. She's, she's a also queen. like freaking adorable. I just love her. Yeah. Um, but she is most notably from Northern Exposure and Steel Magnolias. Wow. Yes. Which I've seen, but I don't remember her from it. But I saw it like so long ago. See, that was one of those movies I watched in quarantine. Because I like really I watched it's a lot so of movies good. that I just had been on my list forever. And speaking of Dolly, gosh, I loved it. Yeah, it's so good. Ugh. That's a tearjerker. My oh, one of my uh, best friends from college, her mom uh, calls me Sally Field. She thinks I look a lot like her. Oh, oh I see that. I definitely Thank see you. that. Thank you. I do kind of. She see exclusively that. calls you know me I mean? Sally. Like I thought she forgot my name at Chelsea's wedding, and I was like, Oh, right, no, she just thinks I look like Sally Field. Right, right. <laughs> Ever since my short hair, people, I've gotten this before. Last time I had short hair, so it wasn't that surprising. But now everybody at work is just calling me Twiggy. Oh, wait, I I'm stupid. Too. Who's Twiggy? 
she was like a model from the 70s, but she was very famously had short hair like this. You'll look it up. You'll see it. Oh, yeah. Um, Mr. Mac, our econ teacher in high school, y'all, shout out Trini Valley, used to call me Twiggy for like the entire year of econ. <laughs> I can see that. I, I also see a little Sherilyn Fenn. It's creepier Fenton coming from an old man. With though. your hair a little bit. Sherilyn Fenn? Yeah. Oh, Fenton. like in... Sherilyn Fenton, oh. right? Oh. Well... Wait. <laughs> is that somebody different? There's Sherilyn Fenn. It's... So she's the one in Gilmore Girls. That's who I mean. I don't okay. know who Sherilyn <laughs> Fenton is. <laughs> You're probably friends on Facebook or something. Yeah, she Just was... needed a couple extra letters. <laughs> um... Yes, my favorite uh, lookalike is Sherilyn Finn season three um, yes. Wayward Son episode. Gilmore. Yes, exactly. Real deep cut. Mm-hmm. In in this, I, I took a note about the cinematography and the oh, like yes. sure. the um, handy cam nature of like the entire series, really. But I saw it in this episode. Just like really makes you feel like a fly on the wall, like you're in on the action. Yes. And sometimes it's, it's so like, gritty. Sometimes it's like, oh god, I'm a little, I'm a little dizzy from how this <laughs> like, handy cam. Am I gonna spit up? She's not a steady cam. She's definitely a handy cam. <laughs> yeah, I, I did take a note about at least that choice to like feel yes. like you're in on the action, like you're a part of this community. Yes, it's so intimate for, for sure, sure. Mm-hmm. and and we love it. But it's crazy to think of like the level of of shakiness that they do in an episode like this in season three. And if y'all remember and go back to season one, like how much they used to do it, like way more. Yeah. It used to be so She's a little steadier that, these days. Yeah, she's getting a little steadier. But I like that they toned it down because it's more impactful mm-hmm. that way to me. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's less distracting. Yeah, Handicam is usually happening in like book scenes or like, you know, the scene work mm-hmm. so that you're really feeling like the drama that's happening between characters. And then when you get to like the football games then it feels like an ESPN, like beautiful, steady right. shots. Yeah. So it, it yeah. really, the right. juxtaposition of those two worlds and those two like camera choices is really interesting to me. Totally. Agreed. And I know we've talked about this on the show before, but just for newer listeners and such, if y'all remember, um, they don't do like really any blocking or rehearsing when they do these scenes. So it's normal as Jay will know much better than myself but often you're given blocking there's like literal tape on the ground you got to hit your marks when you're saying the right line and there's a lot of active memorization of movement Mm -hmm. and like performing that but in front of and the cameras so like the cameras will have a track that they're going and then the actors are told where to be because of where the cameras are and friday night lights is flipped so they say actors y'all go wherever you want we're not going to give you any blocking the camera's just going to follow you. And that's really unusual. And I think that's what makes it feel like so storytelling and, and intimate because mm-hmm. um, that's flipped. Jay, anything to add? Yeah. It, it, the authenticity of it is like straight up. Mm-hmm. It's real. I mean, I think that's what drew mm-hmm. me so much to this show when I started watching it. God knows how many years ago. It's so like, there's so many representations. We won't utter it. <laughs> there's so many like Texas representations across all forms of media. But this one, like, it always struck me as like, this, one this hits. is, it hits so hard. They do it so yes. well. Y'all, they knew the assignment. That's right. <laughs> yes, they did. Um, okay, just a couple other little notes. Um, oh, the episode title is How the Other Half Lives, which, um, according to the interwebs, is a reference to this really old book from 1890 um, that was like a, a, photo, a photo book. Um, about the horrific living conditions in New York. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. There you a little go. historical influence. And so that was what they're just sort of referencing. And I liked that it was kind of talking about the McCoys, I think. 
Um, yeah, for sure. But also like ending on Smash's family and them having to make like a really difficult financial decision like that. It was, I, I really liked the, that, that theme uh, reference to the disparity. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, they planted yes. that seed there in terms of how funds are being allocated within the school and like mm-hmm. coach has got this new computer and the air conditioner in his office is like 65 degrees and yet you can't get uh, school supplies and ideal you know and then the jumbotron thing so just in terms of like just classic texas oh yeah, where where funds are being allocated and how the rich family has this quarterback mm-hmm. kid who's 15 you know that that, that tension. tension between Saracen and even and though yes. the male tension also between uh, Mr. McCoy and Coach yep. and like even the financial basis of that, like Coach was really uh, touched or affected. No, that affected by the fact that like it was just going to be easier to do it at their damn mansion and like take the reins away from him just because they have the resources. Yeah. And so like he felt totally emasculated. Yeah. Although I will say we'll get into it when we actually get into it. But Coach was on my nerves this episode. Mm. Yeah. A wee no bit. Game ball a wee for bit. Him. Yeah. He needs to go to his room. Yeah. Um, okay. And then my last note is actually a teeny bit of uh, a little monsplain. Mm. Can I do a quick You mansplain? may. I have some monsplaining to do a little later. Okay. Um, well, so just in that final scene of the game when Saracen um, it, like makes his run mm-hmm. for the touchdown, first of all, the ball did cross the line, like at least visually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like the shot. I was like, that was definitely a touchdown. No, but he I didn't mean, have control. I, I know, but apparently, this is what I read. It says, losing the ball after it has passed the goal line is a dead ball and the play is over. Um, wait. Did I copy-paste the wrong part? <laughs> Hold on. I thought that I read something about how once it passes the goal line, that doesn't matter and that it's not the same rules as when you have to have full control of the ball for a catch to be complete. You, but you I, might be right. Yeah, actually. So my monsplain has just only presented a question. <laughs> well, we will fact check it next time because I okay. I did think the same thing. I was like, well, you know, you're you have to have control before your knee is down. But then I think it is different for a touchdown. You just have to I cross think the once plane. Once it crosses the line, it's a dead ball, no matter what whether he drops it or not. Yeah. So maybe what they were trying to show was that he was tackled before he lost That's control. He crossed with it, but yeah. visually they didn't. I think nail it was it. more of a little F and L fail yeah. that, that that you could see the ball go over the line. Yeah. But like if you imagine the intricacies of trying to shoot, like choreograph a football play to have like specific like okay the ball has to just like land just before the first down. Yeah, that's going to be like, hard that's to really do. interesting to think about how uh, carefully they had to film that. And as we know, they used real football players from the high school right. and also often for shots like these that are a little more complex that like had some more athletic like specificity to it. Yes, yes. Um, they would use local arena football players yeah. as well. Cool. And that's my film section. Sweet. The end. Bye. Well, guys, I did the same thing as last time. I so last time, you know, a lot of I like hearing about the songs even if they get cut from the other. Yeah, ones. it's actually interesting. So in last episode, I looked at the list and I was like, oh, this is the thing by Fink is gonna be the obvious choice. But in the Peacock version or in other streaming services, it was a different song. So this happened here. There was a Death Cab song, and so I was like, obvious, that's gonna be my choice. Obvious. <sighs> Avi, but it's changed a little bit. But I'm going to talk about some facts before we dive into that. So, wait, quick cue. Oh, please. Are you saying 
the death cab was in the peacock version no the other way around so it was like that this is the thing like it was probably in the dvd version and the original version gotcha and there was a change um but we'll get into that before um the texas act there was a couple there was the cornell herd band and cornell heard of it (laughs) (laughs) and they played at the very beginning when they were like all out um, with Tim and Lila oh, yeah, and all yeah. them. And they were at the Continental Club, which they've used before. A very ordering famous venue Bronco. in Austin. Ordering the Bronco. And there was also the Hay Bale Band is Austin's finest country band. They have been holding down Sunday nights at the Continental Club in Austin going on six years. Wow. That's cute. Yes. So both of those Wait. bands. I know. Now I'm confused. <laughs> Hold up. I need to. Six years ago. What? What are you asking? Six years, like, for the last six years up to, like, 2021? Or, like, during this time, they were big in Austin? Like, wow, this was being filmed. I mean, um, currently, I think. Okay. Yeah. So, Friday Night Lights put them on the map, honey. Exactly. Exactly. As they did with many musicians. Yes. Very cool. Yes. So, the the Cornell Herd Band played, um, performs while everyone dances. And then perform. Oh, sorry. Okay, so Hay Bale, the Austin's finest band, Six Years Continental Club. That was the first band. So that's who played. Okay. And then the Cornell Herd band was later. But they're both Fun. Texas acts. Um, I just thought this was funny. The band of the song that plays when the game starts is called Fucked Up. LOL. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> that's a bad word. <laughs> what a badass band. So <laughs> I did spotlight Death Cab. Um, but it did change. It. And we're going to play both songs to kind of hear how it was. This was at the very yeah. end. So when Eric is removing those for sale signs, Tim says with Billy, Matt and Julie walk home, that kind of thing. The song that was playing while I was watching it on Hulu was almost, it sounded like a watered down version. Like I was like, I wonder if this is where they had something more powerful. There you go. You're right. So God, I'm so smart. I'm going to read a few fun facts about Death Cab before we play these two songs. So I didn't know this. Death Cab for Cutie got their name from a song performed by the Bonzo Dog Duda Band in the Beatles' 1967 film Magical Mystery Tour. Uh, Lead singer Ben Gibbard says that if he knew people would be referencing the name 15 years after the band began, he would have went with something more obvious. But we love the name. I love it. I know. Still one of my favorite bands of all time. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Gibbard um, is an enthusiastic long-distance runner. I wrote this for you, Carly. He has competed oh, completed the LA Marathon in under four hours. Wow. Oh, shit. I know. Damn. He's lost a lot of weight, too. I think maybe that's when he got into running. Usually go hand-in-hand. <laughs> Usually. But... Exercise, you know. Um, in case you didn't know, um, if you run. Running. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then finally, many were made aware of the band around 2003 when the OC character, Seth Cohen, started giving the band weekly props. Death Cab's, I know we talked about it in the... Or sorry. No, you're good. Death Cab's first charting single, a movie script ending, which reached 123 on the UK singles chart, which doesn't seem that high, was the first of three songs. 123. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta uh, yeah. get what you can get. But in UK... Exactly. I, I mean, I would be excited, but... I'm not even ranked. Right. <laughs> it was the first of three songs by them to feature on uh, the Fox's Teen Soap, the OC. So, nice. Yeah. I love that. Okay, wait. What's everybody's favorite Death Cab song? Either song or album, I guess. My favorite album is Plans, mm-hmm. followed Same. closely by Transatlanticism. I I don't know if this is my favorite song, but the one I just really love and is kind of an inspiration is Your Your Heart is an Empty Room. 
Oh, I love that yeah. one. I think my favorite death cab, I mean, other than the obvious, I'll follow you into the dark. Right. Um, is Summer Skin. Oh, so good. I, that has always been like the most beautiful song to me. Yeah. Uh, and how they like sit sit and peel the freckles off their shoulders at the end of the summer. I just fucking love I that know, song. And goddamn poetry. Ugh. Beautiful. I mean, it's probably everyone else's like in terms of like the it's going well. <laughs> Jay's having a stroke. Follow you into the dark. Is, I mean, but that's yes. Like, it's it's yeah. It's quite it, essential. It's so beautiful. It's so good. It's very and good. it's one of those songs, kind of like Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah, oh. that has been so well utilized in so many different so movies true. that it like takes on even more meaning because of it. Yeah, so mm. true. Ugh. But yeah, it's hard to choose. Shout out Death Cab. We Death Cab's you. just one of my faves. So the song that was in it is called Bigsby Canyon Bridge. Um, from Narrow Stairs, which uh, Ben Gibbard refers to as the most depressing album he's ever written. This is the album with Kath, uh, dot, 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 and I Will Possess Your Heart. Oh, yeah. Um, but the other is song... the one that was married to Zoe Deschanel? Or... Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay. And um, apparently Black Sun is about her, um, which is a great song and kind of a later album, mm. 2015. I kind of liked them as a couple. I don't like her with the property brother. I know. I have a feeling that she is a little too positive for him. Like, I don't think they complimented each for other. The property brother? Oh, yeah. Weird. No, I mean, uh, I'm talking about Ben still. Oh, like, they probably yeah. couldn't really match uh, personality-wise. The other song that was played in our version was called The Prairie Song by Jean Loves Jezebel. So we will play both. Which one should I play first, y'all? Oh. Let's do Death Cab first since we just went through. Cool. And then we'll play the Prairie Song right now. I descended a dusty gravel ridge Beneath the Bixby Canyon Bridge Until I eventually arrived At the place where your soul had died that's not a song I know that well so I'm excited the show brought it back it's so beautiful so this is the prairie song that we heard by Gene Loves Jezebel me neither his voice is so distinctive that that's very um, i know it did work um, really well a little jose gonzalez mm. yes which they also often use mm-hmm. vibey vibe very vibey well y'all let's break it down break it down, down. Break um it down. yeah so my first initial reaction is that coach i don't know maybe i was just grouchy but he was pissing me off this episode i don't like i mean i like it like plot device wise mm-hmm. and enjoyed watching it but he gets under my skin when he 
does when there's an episode with him having like masculinity issues. <laughs> yes, except I was kind of on his side when he's like, you're being played and you don't even know it. Like, really? Yeah, that was I t- I read that totally differently because I was like so annoyed with them. I mean, I was annoyed and I would have been annoyed as Tammy because she can't see it yet. But I think he's 100 percent right. And as we know, they are they're controlling and yeah. they're trying to get under her skin in a different way. And I love she probably thinks he's being dramatic now, but like, yeah, yeah, I I didn't like I wasn't like, oh, coach, he's great. But I felt for him and I thought that he was he was right. No, I think actually I love that you read it that way and that I didn't because it just doesn't surprise me because I I think that you're right, actually. But I even in my real life am like way too trusting and like over forgiving of people and like often like in some parts of my life, I am the opposite of naive and, you know need to shut up. But then sometimes with, with my like interpersonal relationships and friendships, I'm like super naive. And now I'm just laughing that I totally didn't think she was getting played. I was like, shut up. She's really nice. I think that she, that they're for real. And buds. I mean, I think it's nuanced. I think there's both because yeah. I can definitely be too trusting and gullible as well. And I do think Katie actually just really likes Tammy and wants to be her friend. And there's definitely good intentions yeah. there too. But just knowing Joe, just knowing their agenda, you have to be suspicious and careful at the same time. So uh, I think that's fair. Yeah. Well, and Coach is being played just as much as Tammy is. I mean, yeah. he yeah. might not be falling for the cigars and whiskey, but he's yeah. still let JD go on. You know, I mean, he's still put him yeah. in the game. So, But so that's another time when I was kind of starting to get irritated with them because I'm kind of at the point where like, if you think about it from their point of view, I would be pissed at coach too. If there is like an obviously, like if you're not personally connected to any of the boys and you're just like there for the team and there is a player who is better suited for the position and the coach like won't even admit that he's a talented player, I would be pissed too. Like in the scene when, when he's like, I admit he is a very talented player. And I'm like, wow, you shouldn't have to like bully your coach into admitting that a player that's good is good just because he likes the other guy. That but he did too. said he's a talented 15 year old. So he, he didn't, True. he didn't say just, he's a freshman. yeah. So like, he was like, yeah. he's not right. as old as Sarah. Said. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know him. I don't trust him yet. Mm-hmm. He has to earn that with me. I think that's what he was saying. Right. And I think, I think if Joe wasn't like he is, he would be giving JD a shot. I think he's just so disgusted yeah. with, how ugh, he is that that's true you know. i did love his line when he was like why don't you let me yeah, yeah. when yeah. i think the, i was like yeah let him we'll definitely play he that does scene like the kid yeah I think the, the brilliance <laughs> in the writing here is that you know the earlier on in the series when voodoo what was his name voodoo tatum oh yeah doo-doo. yeah doo-doo. <laughs> he was very much painted as like a villain you know he, he disrespected yeah. the coaches and so you yeah. really rooted for saracen but then you have JD coming in and he is doing well and he is respectful. And I think he's even like made fun of like in front yeah, of his own so face. So he's like the little, the little glass of milk. Right. And, yep. and I love this episode because they're really, I just miss long form drama like this where they tease things out over so much time. JD has had like maybe three or four lines put together so far yeah. in season three. But they're fleshing him out so slowly, and it's really working. Like, this episode, he had one line, and it was perfect. Uh-huh. And we'll play it when we get there. But he, And he kind of, like, sent a zinger back, uh, yeah. finally, like, through a hit, um, and then just left. And he's not in the episode again after that. But 
they're ma- they're making us like him, right? Yeah, which, which I love. Which makes the like quarterback rivalry mm-hmm. even more nuanced because he's not a villain like Voodoo was. Like it's like right. okay, exactly. This is an even match here. Yeah, totally. And the whole family is so it's just like amazing writing. If you think of, like they could have just brought in the McCoys and very easily had us just not like them. They're rich. They don't really fit into the town. They're evil sometimes. <laughs> um, but they're making it super dimensional. Like with Katie McCoy, oh, we like, we like her. immediately really like her yeah. and love watching her with Tammy. We hate the evil dad coach, but then he like will throw a punch as well and, and kind of make sense sometimes. Yeah, And it's just all like you couldn't just use one word to describe how we're supposed to feel about each character. It's like very layered. Yeah. And that's good TV writing, honey. Exactly. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I also, speaking of realistic plots and nuanced stuff, this is obviously a much simpler plot point of the episode, but the whole Tim and Lila, um, you know, Mindy and Billy not gelling just makes so much sense. And it's so I good. Loved it. I loved it. So too. realistic. Yep. And like not the most predictable path forwards either. No. Like I didn't even think about Lila having to hang out with those girls. Right. And then I'm like, oh, they totally would would hate her. Right. And I just love that again, how far some of our characters have come. Like, if you think about Lila in season one, she would have like been all meek and gone home and cried or whatever. Right. But I love in this episode, she's just straight up like, I'm sorry. Like, yes, I have. I I did not mean it. Like, she's just very down to earth in this episode. Exactly. I enjoyed it. Um, which while we're talking about it, can we play Mindy's vows really quick? Even though that's skipping ahead. Yes, I pulled the time code too. No, let's play it. (laughs) Is that finding me now? (laughs) Thank you, Timmy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, you know what, Timmy? I want you to hear this. Yeah. You too, Lila. It is our vows to each other, mine, of course, only because Billy hasn't written his. I'll get to it, Mm -hmm, I promise. Ready? Yeah. Billy Riggins. No one has ever stuck with me so long before. It's there, I know it is, because when I look at you, I can feel it. When I look at you, I'm home. I don't want that to go away. I don't want to forget. That's Finding Nemo, right? Uh Uh-huh. But what was the line? Well, I don't think it's very nice to laugh about it, honey. (laughs) Honey. Oh, no, 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 no. I thought it was a joke. I'm sorry. I I thought it was a joke. I'm sorry. I I think it's great. I really... Oh, it's so awkward. Cringe. Okay, but I would have done the same thing. I know. I was so on Lila's side. I mean, I was on Lila's side, but I was also like, she needs to know that they're weird and... And basic and like that might actually be real so don't laugh but totally but yeah. if you think about it like if tim had laughed at them they would have just been like oh you dick shut right, up right right but right because it's lila they like, like ripped into her oh, you think you're better than that yeah i loved how they just would not let it go right. and then if you look in the back of one of those shots um uh stacy or Stano, mindy just like pulls up a pillow and lays down in her mom's lap and and colette's just like petting her like I she know. just went through some trauma because she did she did. She did. She did. But I don't get which line was from Finding Nemo. I don't Nemo. either. We should check that too because I don't know what that. Who's in love in Finding Nemo? <laughs> like, is that the? Is that Marlon to Nemo? I mean, or yeah. I I rewinded it too, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. And then I kind of gave. We'll up figure on that out because <laughs> I was confused too. But yeah, I loved that moment so much. I did love uh, Lila just being desperately like tim tell them how much i love finding right, right. Nemo. And, t- and he's like yeah it's a great fish <laughs> goes, yeah sweet fish <laughs> <laughs> oh so good Ugh. um oh i did have 
uh, laugh a little bit at uh, Back to the McCoys when Mr. McCoy is like giving coach coaching lessons yes. on the sidelines. And he does the whole like, you know, I just want to let you know, I support your decision 100%, oh, which is so, so annoying. But it reminded me of the moment I love so much in Gilmore Girls when um, uh, Rory has just started dating Jess and they're at dinner and uh, Lorelai's like, yeah, no, I don't like this guy. And then Emily backs her up oh, and is like, yeah. your mother doesn't like this guy. And she's like, Lorelai, I support your decision 100%. 100%. And then she like keeps repeating that the whole night. Like she has to go shower. She's like, oh, my mother supported me 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and I could just see that look on Coach's face too. He's like, I don't care. Get, get off my team. <laughs> exactly. I don't need you to agree with me. Yeah, so yeah but Creepy Joe's creeping. Um, oh, do we want to play the scene? I really enjoyed the scene. Another uh, stress meltdown of Tammy in front of the butcher counter. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. So when Tammy and J- and Katie... Why do I want to call her Jill? She's just a Jill to me. She Okay, does she maybe look like somebody that we grew up with? Because yeah. I keep wanting to call her something else, too. Weird. Um, so I almost... I like rewind it or like went back to the homepage to check my episode because it started out with Tammy in the butcher shop. And I thought that we were back in season two for a second. <laughs> so it's like exactly that same scene almost when they're the first time throwing the barbecue at, at the oh, Taylor yes. house. And she's very reminiscent meltdown. of that. Yeah. They're yeah. like, how many people is coming? All right. I was like, am I on the right? <laughs> here we go. That, could that be her? I'm sure that there must be somebody around here. Excuse me, I just need two New York strips real fast. Hey, you know what? Can we just get through this, please? I'm so sorry. I'm just, I'm in the middle of something here. Thanks so much. I'm telling you, I only have two racks of ribs, lady. Okay, don't call me lady. Hate that. Thanks so much. But also, I did speak to somebody. Is there another woman? I'm going to check in the back. I'm going to check in the back. You know, either way, anything will work for me. You got it. Atkins diet. That made me look cranky, too. Like, that's funny. I'm sorry, I don't. Well, never mind. You're Principal Taylor. I'm Katie McCoy. Hi. Oh. Uh, my son goes to your school. Oh, JD. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> Hi. Nice to meet you. I'm nice s- I'm sorry if I was a little rude. I just, I gotta get these ribs. Oh, and... no, you're kidding. I think it's hot. I like a woman that speaks her mind. <laughs> I think it's hot. <laughs> no, I do. I love you know her. Speaking of which, I'd like to come by and visit with you, talk about getting involved. Oh. What do you want to get involved in? I just would like my son to go to a school that has enough <laughs> books, maybe even a music, music program. program. Oh, well, I know. You and me both. But, you know, it's, there's a money issue and it's, you know, so it's... That's what I mean about getting involved. See, we got a little bit of money. She's like flashing her big ring. I love that. (laughs) See, now we got a little bit of money. I love that. And it's like pretty hard to make a character who's just like walking up and saying, I'm really rich and I want to help you out. (laughs) Make her likable. To make that likable. Yeah. Yeah. But I I totally fell for her in this scene too. And Tammy's like, she's nice. Yeah. Well, and if you're thinking about what Tammy's overall objective is, and that's to like make the school better in terms of its education and, you know, sort of be Mm -hmm. talking about let's, instead of like, for for once, sure, her son is the like backup quarterback, but for once it's the mom talking about the books and the music program. And so Mm -hmm. it's really smart. Totally. And and I love giving Tammy a friend. I know, me too. And it's interesting too, it's like the whole, you know, I could see Coach being like, oh, don't accept money because there's strings attached. But there's also, you know, the argument of like, I don't care where this money came from or whatever, but like, it's going to help all these people. So I'm going to take it and I'm going to take advantage of them. Yeah. So, and her just being realistic of being like, our house and us throwing this party is not the best way to like raise money or like, it's, it's hard on us. Yeah. We have complicated stuff going on with the city. And like, she was totally right to be like, 
yes, we should have it at their house. Yes. Even though it's relinquishing a little bit of power, that was the right move. I know. And I'm glad she, like, stuck to her Stuck to her guns. guns. I mean, t- talk about sticking to guns. I mean, female empowerment is not necessarily a thing that happened way back in the day. And yeah. So yeah. it's like to have Tammy be like, yeah, I don't like lady. Ugh. That, yes. And it was hot. It was, yeah. it was hot. hot. I know. Yeah. Like yeah. that line was amazing so and like pretty unusual. For I the know. Time. I love it. Like, I love it. It's hot. <laughs> and it is hot. It is hot. And, she and I hot. do. Yeah. And you just can't, I can't get over the line when she's like, don't call me lady. Hate, Hate that. that. Yeah. Hate that. <laughs> Lots oh. of Tammy like, time you, this episode. It was have, so good. Have you guys ever gotten a sir or a ma'am a couple mm, times? I I sure. hate getting a ma'am. Yeah. 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 Um, but yep, I love that scene. I love how they're doing their character. And like I said, it's just nice to see a female relationship shows so often. I mean, better now, but yeah. during this time particularly, just never give the leading females any friends. And like, if you think yeah. about it, Lila, Tyra's a little better. Yeah. But like, it's very, and Rory and Gilmore Girls, perfect example. Yeah, she had like three like, friends total. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I I know that the writers feel like it's like would complicate to have other women like if whatever, but just like show them reasons. But yeah, Yeah. it's always refreshing when they when they give the leading woman a friend. Totally. Speaking of the McCoys, um, do y'all think Wade is hot? Because I kind of do. The which one is Wade? He's JD's like personal coach, Wade Aikman. I kind of forgot what he looked like. Oh, just the, I see. Okay, yeah. Yes. He was like training yeah, him at the beginning in his sunglasses and his athletic yeah. gear. I was totally. like, okay. Yeah. I was like, hi, he Wade. Did look good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot in my film section. Sorry. Um, I talked about Janine Turner, but I was also going to say uh, Mr. McCoy is, oh. his name is D.W. Moffat. Moffat. Um, and he has been in a bunch of random stuff, but was in a good amount of How to Get Away with Murder. Oh. He was? Which I don't remember him from. I know. <laughs> But I think I only watched one season. I watched the whole thing. I'm going to be looking to that. get away. With the Were they trying to give like Troy Aikman vibes by giving him the last <laughs> I know. name Aikman? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Because that, that name Aikman is not like a yeah. common yeah, last name. But also, I mean, this was before, I think. But the name McCoy is a huge deal in UT football. True. That was intentional. Colt, Colt, Colt McCoy. McCoy. Yeah. But was Colt before this? He was like around this time. I do think that was intentional. It was supposed to mirror that a little bit. Yeah. I remember, shout out our friend Jessica McCoy, who we grew up with. Her cousin was named Colt. Oh, was he? <laughs> and was like the similar age <laughs> and went to UT. And oh, he's like, no, I'm not, I'm not that Not that one. Player. Just like the normal one. <laughs> yeah. Guys, we're talking about, just by the way, um, Colt McCoy was a really famous quarterback for the UT Longhorns. Yes. yes. Um, in the mid 2000s when they won the uh, Rose Bowl, which was like a huge deal. Yeah. Huge. And one of the last times I was like, Truly, truly Into invested it. in football. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jeff, or um, Joe McCoy, that actor, he was in four episodes of How to Get Away with Murder named Jeff Walsh. So, hmm. I don't know. I, never, I don't remember him. In that. Yeah, I can't I can't remember either. Get those um, residual checks, Jeff. Right, get them yeah, in. Um, I loved the Tim and Lila in the library <laughs> scene. Tim, <laughs> seven o'clock, creep. <laughs> creep and then like when he gets up to leave he's like all right man you win okay buddy you win (laughs) i was cracking up that was amazing and uh, monica i thought that you'd be super excited about the return of the pencil pencil yes let's Um, get into maybe jay should weigh in (gasps) fashion jay which is sexier rain riggins or pencil riggins (laughs) the pencil is (laughs) is is a strange 
kink for us, but it just we're really we're into really it. into Tim having a pencil behind his ear. It's like he's playing putt putt at all times. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's like I he's mean... studious, but he's not. <laughs> but he's like carefree. Yeah. Hey, gotta fake it till you make it, right? Right. Mm. We love it. Um, I had a number of fashion notes. Yes. Uh, besides pencil rigging. But I still think, I think Rain Riggins reigns <laughs> supreme. At, Always. But, I mean, come, come on. on. Wet yeah. Riggins. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Especially when he's in the cutoff. Oof. T-shirts. Yeah. Yes. The tank. Like the one I'm wearing right now. I was going to say, which I like yours. Yeah. Wait, Jealous. did you borrow that from Tim? Yeah. I know. <laughs> I was very much feeling my Tim Riggins vibe today, yes. which is why I it wore is. this. Also, I would love moment. to see Tim Riggins in that. <laughs> I believe it's actually um, made for a female, but I bought it on Amazon. Well, I like it's it. Gorgeous. You're rocking it. Yeah. I also I like your nails. I've been noticing that too. I know they look better than mine. I know. Are they black? <laughs> are they dark blue? What are they? It's like a. It's like in a, a gray assortment. Yes, yeah. a variety I pack. In Fort Worth, Amanda Williams and I went and Ooh. treated ourselves after camp clothes. Oh. So. Ooh, you should go to Venetian Spa in Camp Bowie. It's dope, and they have um, a free open bar. Ooh. Okay. okay. Like they just make you drinks while you get your. your no, I'm going no to a wedding sad. in Fort Worth soon, so I'm going to go do that and pre-game, get my nails done. And it's in that it's in that uh, shopping center that I'm obsessed with that has the Pot Bellies, Jamba Juice, and Barnes and Noble. Mm, yes, great, uh, great my area. favorite place in Fort Worth. <laughs> of great, great spot. <laughs> Love it. Um, okay, let's see what else did I make a note of. Well, in that um, scene, I put the pencils back, and then I put Lila's bun is really cute in that scene. Her hair was super cute. Yes. And, oh, we were doing fashion. Yeah. Um, yes, I also made a note. I loved her pony, t- her high pony at the end of the episode, too. Yes. I said. When she was mad at Riggins. I said something before bun. Lila's something bun. Not not bun. Your handwriting is. It's atrocious. <laughs> I, I, I can't even read it. So. Oh, one of my fashion notes is also a Texas thing that I kind of forgot to say. Mm. Just everybody wearing their like football panther, like polos and button yes. downs and gear to every event yeah. is very Texas. Exactly. <laughs> Got to rep. Mm-hmm. Got to rep. I also loved that Tim Riggins wore his Panther polo to commit the crime <laughs> right. that they were committing. That's when He's you like, sorry, I got to go to a, a party right after this. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> bright purple polo. Like, dude, like bring a, bring an extra bag to change it to. Yeah. You... It's like that time I toilet papered that person's house and accidentally and left something behind shirt. that had my name on it. And so they knew exactly who toilet papered their house. Oh, terrible idea. Whoopsie. Jay, t- terrible criminal. Yeah. Terrible criminal. Well, at least we know you're not a serial killer. Yeah. That's right. I just toilet papered <laughs> people's houses in middle school. It's really awesome. As we all did. I wasn't, did you ever ask? Like, never let me. He would ask them permission. Like you would ask my the mom, mom would, permission. That's how like not yeah. rebellious we were. <laughs> oh my god! But my mom wouldn't let us do it unless she was like, "I will call the mom, right. and Tell her in advance." And we're like, "So late!" And then we would go so clean it up the next day. Like it just was not even yeah. a crime. It was just fun. It was a fully. Yeah. It, I was in with the wrong. His name was Tim Little, and he was <sighs> the wrong crowd to be wrong with. Wrong side of the tracks. That's right. Did he barf we cicadas we, in your face? Oh, and, <laughs> We like desiccated that house. Eater. It was not great. It Aww. wasn't just toilet paper. We did some pretty gnarly it things. Did some other. Some and then other I left my name behind, so they knew exactly who did it. So <laughs> nice. Honestly, a blessing like, uh, in disguise. Greg he got caught. You learned. His... That's right. Yes. You learned. Yes. It's like um, Greg Pakaitis leaving his peach pit. Exactly. That's like your. Wait, what is everybody's like little most little rebellious thing you, you did in high school? Was that was that your little shit? most rebellious thing? I that did. was middle like, school. Like, we don't so. need to get real about it, but like, what right. like, fun rebellious thing did you do? Um, I would always drive my car to my friend Chase's house, Chase York, 
Yes. Would, oh, yeah. And I would park it there. He's because, my mom's trainer, I think. Oh, amazing. <laughs> so I'd park it at Chase's house because I knew that my mom was that crazy mom that would drive to make sure that my car was still parked at the house that I said it was at. Yeah. So then I, I would park yep. the car there, go in, call her from the house phone, be like, Smart. hey, I made it to Chase's, we're in for the night. Smart. And then we would get, and then Amanda would come and pick us up and we would go to Amanda's house because she had her own house at age 17 because, well, that was There's a always that idea. one person. <laughs> <laughs> so then we would party the night away at Amanda's house and amazing. no one would know the because my car was a that chaser. is exactly what I would do. I would park my car somewhere else and then also end up complete this out, but at <laughs> pool house. There you go. <laughs> yep. That's what she did. Yeah, that was probably my like most sneakiest thing was like parking my car somewhere else. Um, yeah. And then going to die of alcohol poisoning in a field somewhere. That's correct. <laughs> I only had to be rebellious because I was allowed to go to a party, but Carly wasn't. So I had to pretend that Carly and I were at a movie just so my mom wouldn't yeah. tell your mom. Yeah. Yeah. Monica's it was, it was a rebellious not, adjacent. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like I was a worse child behavior wise, but like my parents were stricter. Right. You were a better child and your parents were more. Wait. It's true. Is this a chicken and the egg situation where my parents strict because I was a dick? I know. Right. I know what <laughs> what started. I mean, In that's... middle school, I was pretty naughty on, on AIM. Mm. I got my parents uh, took me off of. AIM and MySpace for like a year. I was grounded from <laughs> social media. The biggest thing was that I was like, quote unquote, middle school style, like sexting with. Yes. And then we like met up at the park to play soccer, which we actually only played soccer. We we're like 12. <laughs> we're scared to touch each other. Okay. But my family to this day berates me about the time I met in the park. And I'm like, we didn't do anything. Didn't do anything. Um, my rebellion came out later in life. Mine's been all in all pretty evenly <laughs> <laughs> and when it doesn't come out early it comes out and it rains and yeah. pours it makes its way it does um oh i also made a note at uh another library scene that i enjoyed mm. was the uh julie and oh i'm so sorry i'm being very add i did not finish my fashion right notes. because i put speaking of julie season three julie is a woman yes. she looks great Agreed. She looks amazing. Yes. I put, I love Julie's, Julie's chill black tank top. Yes. They finally have gotten her out of those like weird butterfly thermals right. with thumb holes. <laughs> I do love <laughs> a thumb like, hole though. Same. I do. Yes. Um, but for her with the addition of the jelly rings and such yeah. um, and the zip up hoodies, I hated. And they've now swept her, bang, done some side, side sweeping. Situation. It's good. We're yeah. She looks up. so Blowing much better. Up. And her, they're writing her more adult too. Yes, she's less annoying, and I'm really loving the yeah. the slow, uh, the slow burn, the slow burn with uh, the Matt and Julie reunion. It's really sweet. It's warming yeah, and my she's heart. She's being very mature with him. Like I know. When, in this scene, when he was like, "Sorry, you don't want to hear about this," and she's like, "I do. I asked." Uh, yeah, I know. I thought that was really sweet. It was really sweet. <sighs> and then when yes. they're at the uh, McCoy's house. And she's like talking about this mansion. He's like, um, I think you're forgetting the Saracen mansion. Um, it's pretty famous. <laughs> yeah. Like they were just really cute together. They were very cute. Their uh, chemistry is undeniable. Yes. Okay. My final fashion before we move on, it's Tammy's green dress at the McCoy's. She, does look she looked cute. great. Yes. Yeah. My final note was just all of Katie McCoy's uh, like leopard print halter tops were cracking. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. How did I not talk about Katie in here? And like wedge flip flops, just like early 2000s glam. Yes. Yeah. Mom, mom glam. Mom glam. We love leopard and we love a redheaded lady in a green dress. You just can't go. Wrong. You can't, can't beat it. Go. Wait, oh. is Tammy officially a redhead? Yeah, I was like, wait. 
I think is she's. It? I've heard. I've heard that before. Is it like she, a strawberry people, blonde moment? Like strawberry blonde. Yeah. 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 Red tint. But I've heard her red referred tint. to as a redhead by by people sometimes. But is I'm it usually. Just, is it just Monica like knows that I seem is usually to, redheaded? What is she? Is she like more? I don't know, blonde? but you know how some people just like are generous with the term redhead. Yeah, and I'm like that person. I am not generous blonde. with it. I'm like, like, you gotta oh, be like red, red hair and freckles. Like, Same. Yeah. Right. Some people will like even if the beard has little red in it, they'll be like, oh, that they're a redhead. And I'm like, well, because <laughs> then there's auburn and then there's strawberry yeah. blonde and there, I get, you know it's right. a spectrum. This color exactly that, as it always it's is. All a spectrum. Life is a spectrum, y'all. <laughs> I know someone told me that I have maybe a hint of red in my hair and if I marry a blonde I can maybe have redhead children so stay tuned everybody there you go would I, they be I, like super little tan weasleys. like you like little tan be, redheads it'll be a weird combo <laughs> I remember I had to bleach my hair blonde for a show like right before I went off to college and then Taylor Willis who was like going to beauty school at the time helped me dye my hair back to its original color before going to college but Quote. the dye had a lot of red tint in it so I went to my freshman oh, year no. with like auburn hair and oh, so I was so I was known in college as the redheaded the kid redhead. from Texas but it's just like I was never so known funny. as that no <laughs> but that's oh, funny man. shout out um, <laughs> one of my best friends and, and Monica's friend too um, and friend of the pod yes. Kelsey um, she had a similar situation except opposite so like she has she started dyeing her hair like deep red and it just is a fucking like look for her she's immediately everybody was like oh your hair is like that forever that's now. It. Yeah. That's and it. so she's always had the like dark red hair. Um, but everybody forgets that when she first came to college, our whole freshman year, she had this little Las Vegas blonde bob. Oh, wow. Um, like, like Karen Bob. Um, because she's from Vegas. <laughs> and I just, we always think it's hilarious if we go far enough back in pictures. We're like, ah, Kelsey's a blonde. <laughs> <laughs> I know one of my good friends whose mom calls me Sally Field was blonde all of her life and then brunette when she came to college. So, oh, yeah. and no one knew. No one knew blonde Chelsea. They all knew brunette Chelsea. It's just funny. Um, Crazy. My last little note is that I just enjoy. I liked um, Katie McCoy's little short hair. Yes, the little flippies. Yeah, yeah, that was a look. I love spotting a little pixie now. Mm-hmm. Very early two thousands. One hundred percent the spike. Yeah, and even her makeup. Yeah, was like very, very familiar to me. I just felt. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. I my next note is I'll. Why is it so cute when Smash gets offered that job? That was the sweetest moment with the manager. I know. I was almost Sweet like, Smash. take it. <laughs> I know. Well, I think they wrote it really well. I think you're supposed to be like. Yeah, like, should he? Yeah, and you're watching him, like, do his job super well. And you could tell he. I know, and his cute little manager. button down. He's all profesh. Yes. You know? And that guy was really sweet. He's like, we really like your work. I know. Um, but y'all, he's the Smash. The Smash's got a Smash. Smash sure. got a smash. Yeah. And I loved uh, Mama Smash's line sort of at the end when she was like, I would enjoy watching you play football. Oh, yeah. And she goes, Almo Freeze, hell no. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes, can't wait to get to that. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, actually, I thought that was cute. I got to hang out with Liz um, when I was in Texas. I went yes! to Dallas Summer Musicals and talked to the kids that were like nominated for High School Musical Theater Awards. And Liz was there getting like an honorary award from Dallas Summer Musicals. I'm sure you're connected was. about both oh. being TX Forever buddies. Oh, yes. we totally did. <laughs> yes. She's such I know. She's amazing. We, we had her on and we... Um, we talked about Zach Reynolds because we knew that was one connection where she's like, I know yeah. kids who care. I know all this stuff. And oh, love it. I love it. I know. I so it. I got to yeah. go see her perform in Dallas so I can get a real Liz Michael hug. 
Yeah. I think, and it, she I think it will solve all my problems. Say, seriously. <laughs> she had the sweetest things to say about like Casa and yeah. um, all her little stories. It was fun. Oh, she's, she's a, a queen. She's adorable. Totally a queen. Yep. Yep. Um, but that smash scene also just reminded me of how often we talk about in this show, instead of doing like a really easy plot line that's like, oh, this character is having to choose between their dreams and like not having their dreams. Yeah. It's often like they're choosing between something that they really want and something that's good. Yeah. Um, and it's such a truer story to watch. Yeah. To have to choose between something like your dream and something that is also fine. Right. Yeah, and I agree. Also that family element with his mom having to take a second job to pay mm-hmm. for A and M, and yeah, that would be hard. I would be, I would have his reaction too, where like I wouldn't want to just sit back and let my mom take on extra work. Uh, like I totally got where he's coming from. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like I where do I focus? Am I helping yeah. financially, or am I trying to get my knee back to where it needs to be to actually? get this A&M position. I mean, yeah, he's kind of like straddling both yeah, options sure. right now. Yeah. But um do we need to discuss the copper wire? <laughs> <laughs> well, we could just discuss right now. They're stealing I copper wire. Like- the Riggins are back to their bullshit and I'm back annoyed. Yeah. I know. I don't like this storyline. No. I don't like when they do illegal things. I like legal things. I know it stresses me out. Yeah. But it's also, it's just one of those where, like, you're watching two characters do well, and then you're like, no, don't, no, don't I fuck know. it up like that. I know, and Tim's no. really wanted to be a good boyfriend. It's really sweet. It's like, Lila I is know. waiting for me. Like, so no. cute. He's like, you shut up about Lila. I'm your brother. I'm like, I'm like you're making him commit a crime. Exactly. And let him leave. you're committing to another, like, you're committing to Mindy, so you should understand that he wants to make her a priority, too. Yeah, you should know everything about commitment now. Yes, Exactly. <laughs> That Master scene in that first episode of this season it was so funny when he was talking about love and commitment in that strip club. Oh my and gosh, it yes. It was just like too good. And talking Jesus, about fashion. You. <laughs> Jesus, you. You're a rebound from public. Jesus. <laughs> so good. Oh man. Incredible. Yeah, I do love his character, but yeah, this just kind of stressed me out. It's just yes. the classic like, they're going to get away with it. And then they're like, let's get two more. And you're like, and they're not going to get away with it. No. I was confused. So are we supposed to know? Like what they're doing? Well, I understood the copper wire part, but when he's like getting checks and stuff, like the Falcon or whatever, are they like dealing drugs? I don't know what they're doing. So we're not supposed to know something concrete that I missed. No. Is Is it happening to get money for the wedding? Is that like... Yeah, yeah. Like, I think, he just I think he's just stressed for, like, about yeah, right, and feeling inadequate. She doesn't to provide shady methods. He doesn't want Mindy to be bringing home the bacon. <laughs> you know, oh. you probably don't want your wife to continue stripping. You know, yeah, forever. you want to be able to to provide to quit that job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless you know, she does seem a little passionate about it. That's true. That's true. Um, let's see. Oh. I also, we kind of talked about this, but just after that scene is when Lila's over there and um, I was just totally on her side. I was like, the Colette girls are ganging up on her. Yeah, I know. I did feel bad for Lila. I was like, I would feel out of place there too. (laughs) Yes. And like when Tim leaves the room, I just, I feel like I know that exact feeling where you're like, where are you going? Come back. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Um, Do we want to play... Matt and Julie and JD. Do we want to play Joe and Wade and that whole? Ooh, I would. Yeah. Yes. Which one? Maybe both. Maybe both. Did Definitely you... the Matt and Julie line with when JD walks in, though. I love that moment. 
Extreme. Why do you put all those participation trophies up in here? <laughs> Even the fat kids get these. <laughs> hey, man. Sorry, we're just... You know, uh, they actually, uh, bronze my first diaper. It's kind of, you know, I can show it to you if you want to see it. It's, it's, it's in the garage. Well, what I I love that I did too, but I was kind of confused because I thought I thought that was a really good response from JD, and I thought he was trying to kind of make like make them feel less bad about snooping, and they'd be like and they would like laugh at that and kind of become buddies, but then it just was just kind of like a a dig. I, think it was, I don't know. I think it was perfect. Yeah, and I think it was supposed to be exactly that. He's supposed okay. to be a little socially like awkward. awkward. Yeah, yeah, yes. And I think he was doing trying to kind of do both. Like, okay, I think he yeah, was making light of it, but also being like, I also heard you. Yeah, yeah. I think um, bad writing would have had him coming in there like guns a blare and like, how dare mm-hmm. you trespass in here and make fun of me in my own house? But right. instead, yeah. he was like, yeah, you should see the bronze diaper from my, you know, he's like poking <laughs> yeah. fun at himself. When he could, so and he I, delivered it right. so well because yeah. it is it's all of those things at once, but it's also we're starting, it's telling us that he maybe has a different opinions about how his dad treats him, and we haven't gotten into that yet. And yeah. I feel like that line alone kind of set the framework to be like, oh, how does he feel about his dad's attention? Right. Yeah, and you kind of get the hint of that he doesn't like it, and he packed all of that into that little one liner, and I think that's why. They were just both a little flabbergasted and didn't know how to respond. Yes. Sure. Well, it makes us root for him, and then it makes yeah. the quarterback rivalry all more the complicated. More delicious. Yeah. Yes. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Well, this also reminded me. Sorry. Quick favorite um, office thing was when the in the koi pond episode where Michael's really embarrassed and Jim's like, "Make fun of yourself. That makes you likable or whatever." Michael comes out and he's like, "I can't believe I I." you know, fell in that koi pond. Like, was I not look, you know, and it's starting to work and they're laughing. They're like, yeah, I mean, when you think about it, like, why would they have a koi pond in the mall? And he's like, yeah, yeah no, I, this is even better. And then he just keeps like making fun of himself and I'm it gets really dark. Idiot. And then he's like, too far. Too far. <laughs> too far. He's making himself cry. And he makes that, um, Michael Scott face <laughs> where his nostrils get all big. Yes. <laughs> it's oh. like the five friends. And I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know who my five friends are. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh God. Oh God. This is... <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Too far. Oh, man. Um, But yes, I loved this whole moment. And then we see Tammy's like kind of queen of the night. Like she has a nice night. Yes. Um, But yeah, Matt and Julie get zinged. And then we see Coach getting cornered by the mafia. Yes, by the literal billiard mafia. I know. Men playing pool and like, I know. Angry talking. Angry. (laughs) I'm like, stop. I know. hyper-masculinity, I can't stand it. I know, and, like, what a stressful... Like, this is supposed to be a fun barbecue, and, like, Coach just knows he's gonna be... Like, as soon as he walks in the door, they're like, what's the plan for Friday night? He's like, oh, my God. Like, I haven't even had a beer yet. Yeah, the guy that he was talking to didn't even say hello. Right, right. Like, that was the first thing out of his mouth. Yes. pay attention to my press conference because I'll be giving it to my... I mean, it's like, it's wild. Exactly. Maybe Coach was so sensitive, extra sensitive about the location of the party because maybe he felt like on his home turf, he'd be able to fend them off with a little Mm. more, like, dignity. Yeah. I'm going to play a little bit of that scene, but just a a smattering so we can get the vibe. Yeah. Football. We're just talking about football. Eric, just admit, look, JD is a great little quarterback. He's got a great arm, great feet. 
He's... You can admit Is that, that what you want me to admit? Yeah. Well, hell, that's easy to do. Joe's look. I know. I admit that like your murderous. son is an incredible 15-year-old. Most of the kids out there hit puberty about five years ago, though. Your son hit it about a month ago, as far as I can tell. Yes, we. I know Matt Saracen. I don't know your son. And then I would say this would be an ideal time for you to get to know my son. Ugh. Why don't you just give me a chance? Yes. Yeah, they're like Ooh, it's a just couple games so in. So tense. Like, I know. Like get off his dick. Exactly. Ugh. It's just yeah. It's so forceful and it's so. It's like, does he know that if he wasn't this aggressive, he'd probably put JD in sooner? Like. Right. I, people that like, are like that he put in don't voodoo and they hated him. You know, like yeah, it's like yeah. it's true to his character. Like he's he's not going to do that. But and Saracen's going to graduate soon. Like right. your yes. son's Joe. got four years, bro. Yes. Like, yes. And TBH, I don't think I would be if I was that dad. I don't think I'd be like pushing this coach to put in my very young son when not one year ago did someone's spinal cord break on the field. Yes. There you go. That's yeah. the quarterback. Yeah, I'd be like, you can sit on the bench for another few years. Right, That's right. right. Build your muscles, get through puberty. Yeah. Get yeah. a little stronger. Right. And Jeremy right. Sumter is a teeny little boy. I know. He's got he a little baby perfectly face. cast. Yes. yes. Okay, I loved the moment between Tammy and Coach after the party. I was when they just about to say that, the debrief. Mm. Yes. The whole coach's wife, and I can't wait to meet the principal's husband. Oh. Well, he said, you know who I miss. Who I miss. And she said, you, you know, know who I can't, I can't wait, wait to, to meet. meet. Yes. So perfect. So good. Wow. Beautiful writing. Beautiful. Yes. And beautiful acting. God dang, <sighs> those two actors. Oh I know. God. I know. Best you married couple on TV. Oh. Which, by the way, to our listeners, our Instagram poll that we did mm. on whether or not Tammy oh, I forgot to and look Coach at that. were the best TV couple. It was unanimous, 100%. <laughs> no one voted no. <laughs> Good. <laughs> they really are. Also, yeah. I just loved the shot of her like falling back down on the bed yes. and talking about the chocolate fountain. <laughs> you know, she's like, what a fun night. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> they do have a couple of drinks. Right. She's yeah. loose. She's uh, good. Reminded me of feeling good. The image that I can now not get out of my head from our last episode when Patrick Walsh referred to... Um, uh, what's her face coming home every night in Devil Wears Prada and spinning around, <laughs> dripping being in diamonds? In diamonds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Love it. Um, oh, but that was very Coach and Tammy, and she's really like not giving in. Yeah. With him no. and the principal situation and him valuing her career, and she—it's been a fight. Like he did not want her to work. He was like, yeah, having a little misogynistic, a little misogynistic vibes. vibes. He and does slip into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she is standing firm. She's just yeah, like, I no give. It. She's no like, give. I'm not entertaining this for one moment. <laughs> nope. No. Oh. And then the parallel story of the daughter that's growing up and trying to come into her own yeah. and making Enjoying decisions. Her mom. Mom. Yes. Yeah. I don't think we've seen like <laughs> Julie and Coach and Tammy in the same room in a while. <laughs> I know. I feel like yeah. they just they just like fight and then they go in the rooms and like oh. I think it's kind of intentional because when she's around them is when she comes off as the whiny teenager. That's true. She's much right. more likable. She's Separate. like independent now. Yes. Um, so we do have a game and I have a couple things to mansplain. <whistles> yay. So Yay. <laughs> yay. Which I did notice um 
in the B-roll when we're like starting to get, we're just back at the stadium. They, I think they reused a shot because you screenshotted a really pretty picture of the sky that we put in one of our posts. I think oh, in yeah, season one. Oh yeah, one of the post shots. Yeah. Yes. And it, I think they reused it, which yeah. I never would have caught before. But a couple things. So there was that late hit um, in kind oh, of early yeah. on and Matt and coach is yelling at the referee or whatever. And this is pretty obvious, but just to explain more, a late hit occurs when one player collides with an opponent after the play has ended. Referees often must make judgment calls about whether a player had time to stop to avoid contact after the whistle is blown. A late hit is considered unnecessary roughness and results in a 15 yard penalty. Ugh, my whole life is unnecessary roughness. There you go. <laughs> That's a good podcast name. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. Right? <laughs> That's good. Right? All right. We're changing this one. ITX <laughs> And then I did hear them say, um, are we going to do the reverse option? So a reverse option, the second ball carrier runs for a few steps, then optionally passes the ball downfield to a teammate, similar to a halfback option play. Many teams will also use the threat of a reverse to gain an advantage on simple sweep plays. We all so nod our head, pretending we understand cowgirl. that. Yeah. <laughs> if I had a visual reference, I'm a visual learner, but I understand. Right. Kind of Next time I'll bring my whiteboard. In yes. my head, baby. <laughs> thank um, you for that monsplaining. Thank you yes, for listening. We had not had one in a while, so um, just a little little fun football yeah, facts for you. A good amount of football in this app. But that ending was so good and so heartbreaking. And I just put BB Matt with a big, sad face. Mm, his I little know, cut on his eye and he's like oh i just oh. wrote oh maddie maddie and that's kind of how they ended the first episode of the season too with jd going out True. and scoring those two touchdowns right out of one yes. after the other and then that beautiful underscoring of matt's face like they're winning and yet matt yes. was just like super devastated yeah that was one of our favorite shots yeah because oh, then it uh, focuses in on lorraine um in the stands, right, in the stands. also understanding yes. what that happening. is called film fam a rack focus yes rap focus thank you i forgot what rack that was focus oh, oh rack. rack i said rap. rack <laughs> rack <laughs> rap focus it can be whatever you want to rap do. focus Boom, chicka boom, 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 chicka boom. Mm. <laughs> um, what did we think about post game Matt and Julie debrief? Oh, so sweet that she waits really for him sweet. for like so I long. I also, loved that it. felt so high school to me. I, I remember like hanging out around the locker rooms. Right. I mean, I never had a boy, but right. I'm sure I was. I'm sure for, I, would, like, I was waiting for like a friend. Some yeah, <laughs> some boy I was unrequitedly in love with to right. emerge. <laughs> same. Uh, like, Fifteen same. years later. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, oh, and then so I wrote that I was glad we got some Mama Smash there at the end. I know. We're never mad to see Liz. Never. So, but I am almost always in tears. <laughs> True. Every time really? she speaks. I know. But it was so sweet. She's like asleep on the couch because she's like working too hard. And, I know. And then, yeah, just all those shots at the end, the um, Matt like playfully pushing Julie and they're yes. walking home and. Oh. They were cute. And really they gave cute. Matt is getting, a, is like coming alive a little bit more. Yes. Three. Well, it's We're perfect timing because it's like we see the football thing being taken away from him. So it's like, let's give him some love, you know, <laughs> like let's give him yes. something else. And we'll see, you know, no spoilers, but we'll see kind of more of his purpose and life yes. come to light. And yeah, so and his his character really like uh, grows up a bit, yeah. I guess. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, the for oh sale God. signs that was just like angry people <sighs> putting that in the yard. That was weird. Yeah, I, they did that it. in season one. <laughs> okay. Do you remember in season one, like after the first game he lost, they all put for sale sign. And I'm like, okay, first of all, is this like the KKK? Right. Second of all, like, 
do you just are they have real estate agents? Did they like stop by the office to get those signs and be like, gotta run by the tailors? <laughs> right. Do you just have them in him? your car to like do that prank, whatever you want? Yeah. To? They were like real real estate signs. That was weird to me. It was weird and so aggressive. And also, I just have issues with the whole plot line that they do in this show of like, if he loses a game, he's gonna be like kicked out of town. <laughs> Right. Very like Lion King, like, and don't come back, you hear? <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's a good coach. I know, I come know. on. He deserves like one loss. God. The pressure. I know. God, Texas and football. didn't Matt say that they have never beaten Arnett Mead? Yeah, that's Jason true. Street? Yeah. So like, so like, it's okay. Chill. Yeah. Right. We expected this. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I did enjoy that just like plot wise yes Um, and again kind of like how we talked about that same episode where it's not that matt is failing right like he had a good game yeah uh when was that two episodes ago when jd stepped in at the end and this was similar like he made the run he made the touchdown he just like also made a mistake yeah it's like he didn't have a bad yeah it's just no yeah and they didn't get that late hit penalty which they could have maybe that would have put them ahead like who knows Mm -hmm. yeah man Ah, uh, so sad. We didn't get a ton of Landry. No, um, I did notice just the lunch scene. Yes, right? the lunch scene was really cute, and she like slides the tacos back when he comes. Yeah. Very right. sitcommy. And then yes. there's a little shot of B-roll when they're at the barbecue, and the bluegrass band is playing, and he's like <laughs> to Julie, like he's doing this kind of silly dance, <laughs> and she's laughing, doing a dorky dance, <laughs> and it's really cute. Oh man, yeah, but not enough. Not enough Landry. That dance was exactly Jim's interpretation of Pam's dancing. <laughs> at Phyllis's wedding. Yes. I did love... A very dorky dancer. Um, at, in that same lunchtime scene when Saracen was like, and I've got this Joe Doyle kid bringing down... He didn't even call him yes, JD. He called I him know. by his full name, which was fun. Yes, I, that was cute. I know, I put Although JD Julie equals was, Joe Doyle, LOL. Like, that's a really <laughs> awkward name. <laughs> right. Joe Doyle. Joe Doyle. Wait, is that his real name? I thought Matt was just, like, joking. No, I think that's right. Oh. His dad's name is Joe. So it's probably Joe Doyle is JD. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was just being like some Billy Bob boy or whatever. Like right. just it's like TJ Thomas Jefferson. And <laughs> 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 Gilmore Girls. Yes. Oh, that's a really weird What do you guess. think the TJ stands for? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then Julie got real saucy when she was like, I didn't come over here for tacos. I know. Like, oh, oh, bites lips sensually. You place that out there in the ether. Yeah. She does have a lot of food opinions, though. Like, every time she looks at food on the show, she's, like, like, disgusted. "Ah, No, thank you. I was glad she didn't make a vegetarian comment, but she, like... (laughs) I thought she was going to She was, like, it was eating away at her to not make that comment. Yes. She was energetically I was like, is she going to do it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She was, like, making it with her eyes. Yes, yes. I'm a vegetarian. Guys. Uh, Well, stray opsies? I... Oh, I liked that um, Tim referred to beer as ice cold memories. Uh, that's <laughs> funny. Oh, there was a really subtle moment in the uh, Riggins house that I loved that was just kind of like camera storytelling again when Tim and Lila walk in and Lila's like, does anybody want a beer? Yeah. And they all they reach go, thank from you, Tim. Tim's. Yeah. Yep. They like all reach from Tim's uh, six pack. And I, it was just like a super brief couple of seconds shot um yeah and lila's like accomplished okay. a lot like puts it back yeah yeah it's like love she is not um, welcome. visual storytelling moment yeah yes, yes. well you would think that if they were like trying to lift him up they wouldn't steal his beer you know what i mean 
Exactly. Sure. For Lyra. Yeah, that's right. a good point. Leave it all for him. Right. Leave it all for him. Give him the ice cold mems. That's right. <laughs> ice cold mems. <laughs> um, that was my only stray, I think. Same. Although, do we want to listen to the end smash and yeah, let's do mama scene. Let's do that. I'm gonna play a little Matt and Julie too right before because it's cute. Yeah. Hi. Sorry, I didn't know you. I was just waiting for you. I really didn't want. I, I was trying to wait everyone else. I didn't have to talk about the game. We don't have to talk about the game if you don't want to. Or, or we can if you do. No. How about we go somewhere and talk about anything but football? That sounds good. Cool. Oh, like they, they made me employee of the month at Alamo Freeze. <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> Again. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I have the, the closed captions on. <laughs> Hey. Hey. Some more pie, man. You want it? No. Hey, I'm not going to the walk-on next week, mama. What? Alamo Freeze made me an offer. They want me to be a regional manager. Maybe it's a good job, and I can help you. Hell no. Well, look, I decided. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to tell coaches. Oh, are you going to tell coaches? Thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. After all that man has done for you, he could have lost his job, Brian. This isn't how we were supposed to be. I mean, I was supposed to buy you a house. Honey, I didn't have kids to buy me no house. I love that. I line. didn't. What is wrong with you? I've done everything right. I've done everything I was supposed to do, and it's still not enough. You're going to keep doing things right. That's what makes you a man. The son I raised is a man. So you going to that tryout and you're going to play like God made you to. And you are going to go to that college. What if I don't take your help? You're going to take my help. I am your mother. Maybe you get the scholarship, but if you don't, I am going to help you. You let me be your mama. That is my job. That's my favorite line. I'll pay you back. I bet you will. (laughs) When you graduate. And I wouldn't mind seeing you play football again either. I think you got game tape to watch, don't you? Yeah. And this was extra sweet to watch after hearing Liz Michael talk about her relationship with Gaius. I know. You know, just watching them together yes. was really sweet. Oh. So sweet. Oh. I always think of what she said to us when we talked. We're like, what do you channel when it's just like every monologue is like the deepest cut. Mm-hmm. Like it's so visceral. And she was like, I just talk how I talk to my kids, like how I am a mama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, that's why it's real. She's yep. really like that. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, she's not acting. She's just living. Yeah. Yes, embodying. And they just, mm. I mean, I love 
the episodes that have more of her in them, but I'm glad it does kind of like in the last couple of episodes seem like they're just making sure she's in the episode and she'll just come in at the end with like fucking the slayer monologue. monologue. Yep. And then we're like, oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> Liz. Uh, yeah. Uh, so good. I loved it so much. What a great that way. The mama and then my son is a man. Is a man. Uh, so good. And then we did, um, also talk about so uh tim goes to apologize to lila and she's just like don't make a oh, fool right, right, right. so that was a sweet that moment sweet. i did like that yeah and very real because he's really yeah. he's doing his best but she's also like don't make me regret you know betting on you yeah and it's like fine it like if you want to like be abusive to yourself with your behavior <laughs> fine but don't make a fool of me yes right. don't bring um, me along with it don't yeah, drag me which- down yeah. yeah, and like she's taking a risk on on him and she's catching flack for it. Yeah. And when every time he doesn't show up, it proves them right and puts her in a shitty situation. Yeah. Um, but. Yep. That was when I loved her, her ponytail. Yes. <laughs> Very cute. I just, I love her a lot. I do too. Well, I love y'all a lot. Oh, I oh, love, I love you. Uh, so fun, man. Thanks for having me back. Of course. Of course. Shall we... Uh, rate. Let's rate, y'all. Mani, you want to go first? Sure. So, yeah, I love this episode. I thought the the theme of how the other half lives is just really palpable in every storyline. And like we said, it's just interesting that you don't hate a certain character. I mean, you hate Joe, but you don't hate Katie or JD. Yeah. And so it makes that whole thing complicated. Everything's nuanced. Um, yeah, and the fact that Smash is not choosing between a dream and not a dream. He's choosing between a dream and something also good. Um, so just really realistic plot points that make it all interesting. I love Matt and Julie coming back together. And yeah, I loved that game. I thought the part of um, bringing out everything, but the sound effects was really powerful. Mm-hmm. And I loved Tim's pencil back in his ear. Love the pencil. Yeah. Extra points. Love it. Extra points. So I, for whatever reason, I, I didn't have the highest rating or well, the first two episodes just came out really strong and this was still really good, but it wasn't as. So I'm going to give it, it a little fillery. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 7.5. Uh, we didn't talk about this, but uh, Tammy, when she comes home, she was like, don't eat those sad beans. I brought home dinner. So I'm going to give <laughs> it sad 7.5 sad beans out of 10. <laughs> I love it. Um, I agree. I felt like I really enjoyed the last episode. There were just some events that were super fun to watch. Yeah. And this one was good and productive and I enjoyed watching it but there wasn't anything that was like oh I just loved watching them like out at dinner like that or something yes yeah I mean the party was kind of fun and I enjoyed watching Matt and Julie in their kind of different scenarios yeah um but yeah and I loved watching Tammy uh, and uh Katie McCoy's kind of complicated friendship budding um I think this episode's true like talisman was the writing yeah I think it was really, really well written really well written um just maybe not like the most um like drama filled yeah which is good we need episodes like this that are just productive um but yeah it was super nuanced and layered like you said uh without being too on the nose like jd's singular line fleshed out his character more than we've seen yet yeah Mm. um and so there are just a lot of moments that i felt were really really well executed even though it wasn't like the most interesting episode to me. So I, um, I enjoyed that aspect of it, but it wasn't like my fave of season three so far. So, and coach was irritating me. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, and I hate the copper wire thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the rest of it, I really enjoyed. I'm going to give it 
particularly adult Julie. Yes. We trashed on her a lot. So I want to emphasize that I'm digging her new vibe. I am as well. Um, I'm going to give it a seven out of 10 ice cold memes. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. I hear everything that you're both saying. Mm. And like, you know, the season premiere was, I want to say a perfect episode. But if you're looking at what it means to build a season of a television show, this was a fantastic third episode. We are ratcheting up the drama, super, super nuanced. And so if you're looking at it in scope of an actual like series in a season, I'm Mm going to give it a 10 out of 10 because that's what you want to do. Positivity, we love it. In episode three. (laughs) And you're totally right. Like, yeah. If you imagine watching this as it aired, as we were supposed to watch it, you would have a week to digest all the like nuances from this episode before sure. moving into the next one. Yeah. Yes. And they designed it for that. 10 out of 10. Texas yes. forever, y'all. Hell Texas yes. forever. <laughs> well, Jay, it was uh, awesome well, having you back. This was so yes. fun. It's so good to see your beautiful face. Yes, well. baby. And your beautiful sweatshirt. Very Tim Riggins. Yes. Thanks. Loved it. Yes. And tell us, you know, what you're, if you want to plug anything you're working on or, and where people can follow you. Yeah, sure. You can follow me on social media is at J underscore A underscore Johnson. I made your life hard. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I have a solo concert coming up at 54 Below. Feinstein's 54 Below here in New York City on yes. my birthday, September oh, yeah. 1st. Y'all are all going and to Jay's birthday. That's right. It's, Yay, we're all invited. <laughs> we're all going. You're all invited. Fan. <laughs> it's an all-country music show, so Texas forever oh, yes. in that regard. And then, of course, I'm already deep in Halloween plans for this year. So we will yes. be live in person. I put a spell on you, the Sanderson's, the return of the Sanderson Amazing. sisters. We are back in action and more details to come on that. So that'll be on October 25th. Amazing. Yay. That makes me smile. Oh, I love that everybody's we're back. getting back. We're performing. It's, it's great. Coming back. Yes. It's all coming we're back, baby. back to Gina's me back. now. <laughs> We sang that at the beginning of this episode. What a we beautiful did. bookend. Yes. Oh, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. All right. Well, Panthers, y'all know where to find us. You do. TX Forever Pod yep. on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Don't forget to join our group, Friday Night Lights, Panther Pride. Panther Pride. <laughs> on Facebook, um, we post fun articles, and you guys can post and share things that you love, yes. things that you and hate. Polls, um, opinions. Yep. yep. Yes. And um, head to our website, buy a sticker. Support the show. We've got a lot of exciting things um, and people that are going to be joining us and and buddies for season three. So y'all stick around. Y'all stick around now. You hear? (laughs) All right. Texture forever. Texture forever. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Can can lose. Bye, y'all. Bye. All my friends were vampires. Didn't know they were vampires Turns out I was a vampire myself in devil town